1: Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered.
2: Welcome to the Friends
1: Zone. Every time
2: I'm in the
1: zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend. Hey.
2: My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. The us the
1: zone. We ain't telling y'all shit.
2: Clear. Concise.
1: No, stop. To the point.
3: That was not the direct.
2: Clip. Automatic. Was
3: that even Understood.
2: Levelled up. Poignant. On, level Timeless. Up. Concise. Precise. It's still here. This week we're going straight to the point. It's Black History Month. We're not pulling no punches. We're not playing no games. The hashtag literally speaks for itself. We ain't telling y'all shit. <laughs> you can apply it to whatever you would like to. Oh, okay, wherever It is come- all-encompassing. It is the umbrella of hashtags. And it is so in alignment with Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Because we have never been afforded the opportunity to learn our own history. Now mm-hmm. that we do, we have what is called culture vultures that are trying to take and poach everything that we have. And my girl, Tisha, <laughs> the Campbell, hit him with what, baby?
3: We ain't telling y'all shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: With that being said, known, and most importantly, understood, I'd like to welcome everyone to the Friends on your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene, because who in the hell, Hell. H-E-double hockey sticks, wants a musty brain? Not me, no. and see we already right here at one you repeat this <laughs> I made a song early. that was nasty remember he, when he made that weird ass song about let
0: me show you how that pussy works yeah oh, something, it was so vulgar I can't I believe cause I love me some Brian but you know what I what think the hell he did was he that? going through okay so I don't know for certain but I think he did that for that college humor website <gasps> I think he did but cause when we saw it when I, it was going viral let's say
1: that that's what happened yeah
0: cause when it was going viral it wasn't on college <laughs> humor I remember being like what? And who hell?
2: wants a, a nasty song to go viral? That just don't even sound <laughs> right. Like what you? But like? That's like
1: remember when JT had Dick in the Box?
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: You know, but it,
2: but that was SNL. Was yeah, yeah. that was a S- skit. I think Brian was, McKnight really was releasing nasty no, music. No, he wasn't. And I'm gonna tell you
0: why I know this. You remember I used to work at a restaurant? I'm telling you, it was playing. And he it. would no. Oh. <laughs> I wish they would have. He was sitting at the bar one day, and I was like, I gotta ask him. <gasps> and people was like, Don't bother that man. I was like, He at the bar. He don't give a. Shit. You know, when you see people oh, at a bar sometimes, like they got god. time, they pissed but they I got time.
1: You
3: did I was it. like, Oh my
0: god, Brian McKnight, you are so cool! My mom loves you. You know, you made music for the ages, but did you make that song on purpose? And he started laughing. He was like, I guess you're just gonna have to see. And I'm like, I know he ain't oh. made that on purpose because it's Brian McKnight. He would have came out with a whole nasty, first project. of all, answer the
2: question, right? You know what I'm saying? And like,
1: second of all, I'm dead at the sound saying, My mama loves you. <laughs> but did you make that song? Not me, pussy? <laughs> my mom, yeah. oh.
0: you know, it's always shit when you do that to somebody, That's it's not on purpose because I don't want him to think I want to. Autograph or something, you know, when they're like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, my mama loves you. Okay. And you can get the ego part out the way. It's like, let me take you down just a little bit so you know why I'm really here. No. But now that you have been welcomed to the friend zone, yes. an announcement has was made recently and we want to make sure that we are letting you all know and keeping you all aware and in the know. But the friend zone life has released our spring tour dates.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah.
0: We'll be kicking off in Atlanta on March 31st. The VIP is sold out. The show might sell out. So if that happens, don't email us and ask us what the problem is. We have let you know. Along with that date, we also have May 12th on the docket for Chicago, Illinois. Please come out and see us. We love being in Chi City. Yes. Yeah. Yes. and last but definitely not least LA
1: LA Los Angeles Los
0: Angeles baby <laughs> we are gonna be in the building June 16th go get all of the tickets at thefriendzonelive.com
1: and that's two new markets for us. We have not been to Atlanta together. No. And we have not been to LA together. No. Amen. I'm so
2: excited.
1: And we're actually going to be in Atlanta twice in one month. <laughs> Amen. Because the birthday boy. Hey. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It is my birthday next month. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, my God. In,
1: like, a, in
0: like literally a month.
1: <laughs> read <Right> over here. And,
0: <laughs> hey, you know, this is really, really crazy to actually talk to you guys about my birthday because you guys were there for, like, a very, very special birthday of mine. Yay. Dustin. I will never forget, you actually probably gave me the most special birthday of my life, that surprise (gasps) birthday.
2: That was so nice of you, man. No, for
0: real. For real. Like, I still really, really remember when you were talking about that restaurant with Crystal, and you're like, oh, I want to go there. And you were making plans to go there with Crystal or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's going to be so cool, just randomly. And we left the studio. I wasn't thinking nothing about it. I'm like, oh, we going wherever we We're going. And we went to the restaurant she was talking about with Crystal. Yep. And it was a surprise. And you were Aww. genuinely
2: surprised. Yes, I was. I'm so, so glad. Thank you guys it's for so that.
1: So cute. Well, next one's going to be even better. Mm-hmm. I can't wait, you guys. <laughs> but uh, with all that out of the way, how
0: have you guys been? How was your weekend?
1: <laughs> Good. Um, A lot of work. Work,
3: Honestly, work. Yeah, work, work, it's work, tough because
1: you guys know I like to set a boundary yes. on the weekends. That's usually my time. <laughs> but it hasn't worked out that way this month. It's been a, a very busy month, which I'm super grateful mm. for. But mm. that also means, <laughs> but that also means, you know, less time with my plants and yeah, um, gotta
0: less, water them. Plants I know. now.
1: so I'm, I have to, you know, rework my schedule and, and figure out how to figure. I can't even speak English. See? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> even my body's rebelling. I gotta figure out how to fit in meditation and you know all the things that keep me calm and cool. So. That's that's probably going to be the project for next month. What about you guys? How are your weekends?
0: My weekend was good. I've been doing a lot of planning for some a lot of things that I have coming up. Um, I'm going to have a very <laughs> crazy announcement next week. Yeah, but um, yes. before that one, I will be in Harlem doing the Back to Black pop up shop with Moselle from Pompet Wine Shop. We're going to be hosting a uh, curated shopping emporium. Emporium, excuse me, for all your senses. And that's going to be held at 259 West 132nd Street, La Maison de And mm. just working so on all the crazy that. cool things I have and trying not to stress about turning 30 next year. Oh, next no, year, please Next year, next month. See? The Nothing to
1: stress about. 30s are amazing. Yeah,
0: they are. But it's just like a weird... I, I never thought about it, but it is a weird transitional period in time. And a lot of things... Kicking up like the dirt just in your face, and like, what the fuck am I doing with all this?
1: But... Oh yeah, for sure. But it's a good thing. It yeah. is because you're guess. clearing out everything that doesn't have to be there. Then you're not taking into your thirties. Like
0: Young B, let it rain and clear it out. You know,
3: it's raining right now. I'm
2: just <laughs> waiting. Say, friend, it out. we'll get there, but we're not there yet. Okay.
3: <laughs> what about you, clearing Dustin? Out.
2: Um, I had a very grateful weekend. And um, even though I got food poisoning, I really wasn't even oh, worried shit. about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you know, trooped it, man. I, I did what I had to do, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, yeah, that was it. And, you know, food poisoning is such a, you know, disheartening experience. You right. know what I'm saying? The worst. I mean, you literally are being tossed around and thrown about. You know what I mean? It just drugged down the street like Mama Joyce said she was <laughs> gonna do Carmen. Carmen. And I just have, you know, <laughs> vomiting in and of itself is just a very harrowing experience. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, I just have Definitely. I have been to the wall and back And I ain't going no more So I don't know if I'm finna be a vegan Or Um, I don't know Straight up Straight up (laughs) I don't know if I'm finna uh, I don't know if I'm about to Just drink water and eat lettuce I don't know what I'm about to do But like I cannot go back I can't go back I cannot go back (laughs) <laughs> so
0: Never going back Never going back I don't back. know if
2: I can be like Okay so you know how like Rachel Dozile Just decided mm. to be black Like can oh I Can God. I just like Even though I eat chicken thighs Can I just be vegan Like I just want to Identify as vegan thighs? Yeah
1: I mean mm. Listen Dustin You can be whatever together. You want to be <laughs> That's
2: what Rachel Rachel Dozow said <laughs> That You know what I'm saying I could do shit like that So that's where I'm coming from With it So that's my weekend <laughs> What else is going on?
1: Well, first, before we get started, <laughs> thank you guys so much for the push with the Target campaign. Yeah. You know I mean? mm-hmm. that Those images, first of all, did amazingly well. I have to thank you guys because it's your engagement, your yeah. likes, uh, hashtagging, adding Target, all that energy just really propelled the campaign for me, which was amazing. It ended up being, like, my most liked picture on Instagram, which is insane considering how many years I've been online. So that was really dope and unexpected. It only works when you guys push like that. I do my part, and you guys help me by doing that. So I had to take the time out to thank you so much. Stop harassing Target, though, (laughs) y'all. They've been (laughs) on their page like, where's Fred? (laughs) Hey! I, mean, I love y'all, though. That should crack me up. But y'all about to get me fired before I even got the second picture out. <laughs> None of your off-day friend. We letting them know. Let them no, know. but y'all have been hilarious. Someone posted, Target posted a picture of a little kid and somebody was like, cute or whatever. But we're friends.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: I was they like, had to ask the No.
1: Not the five-year-old. all
2: All ages Hey, we gotta get (laughs) to the point here where is Fran okay
1: no but I appreciate that you guys felt compelled to do that but leave all the comments on my page (laughs) (laughs) where I see them and I can handle them I love you guys so so much I have two more images coming out one this week one next week uh, of course, I ask you guys to show the same amount of love, obviously, if you love the pictures and feel compelled to. But either way, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. That's what sustains us as creatives and as uh, digital folk. So thank you. Thank you for helping me with that. You guys ready to jump into this week's show?
2: As ready as I'm going to be, yes.
1: Let's do this. Yeah. So on last week's show, we had an episode titled Working With Your Friends, where we shared some of the pros, the cons, the challenges, and uh, some tips, especially because most of us here on this show and around us work with our friends on different projects. So we share tips on how to do that successfully, productively, and without killing each other. And Asante's already cracking You know, up. this is
0: going to be a funny-ass, fun-ass episode. But I'm is just going <laughs> to... This is going to be fun. Just sorry, friend.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That's a good thing. You're already <laughs> laughing. We didn't even start yet. And of course, as always, you guys had a ton of things to say. So who stood out to you, Asante?
0: I want to give a shout out to Tor in the emails. I was going to say your real name, but I don't know if you actually want that. Because the t- subject is, what about couples in business? Oh. And uh, Tor writes in, so we've been together two years. My girlfriend, she's a musician and I'm a graphic designer. Between her manager, herself and I, we're the only ones who create content for her brand. I don't remember if I volunteered or if she asked me to be her designer, but fast forward and we always but fast forward, we always get into it over that. She thinks I don't have the desire to work with her when the reality is when you go to work at an agency all day and then you come home to do someone else's work, you lose time for yourself and sleep. I've taken y'all's advice And her advice on how to stay motivated after work as we've addressed this issue so many times that I don't know if I'm the problem. Mm. So I just thought that it was crazy that she wrote that in because we didn't touch on couples at all. And then she also goes in to write, I've also expressed to her that while I am a graphic designer by trade, this is what keeps our lights on for now and not what I see myself doing for life. I want to be a creative director slash filmmaker. So when those types of jobs come up within her brand, I'm always on it and excited to do it. But designing graphics for, for her can be a full-time job in its own. I just thought that it was funny that she said that because I think about working with your friends sometimes. It's hard for friends even to draw the line. And in this situation, a relationship of knowing the difference between you know helping your friend and them helping you and it being mutually beneficial... Versus it being like, I want my friend to do all this work because I know that's what they want to do. So I'm going to run them through the ringer and see what I can get out of it. And I just think that people don't take that into consideration sometimes. Like how her partner isn't taking into consideration. Like, yeah, I'm working for you and doing stuff for you. But like, girl, I just came home from work and I'm working for you now. Right. Going somewhere. Right. So I (laughs) thought that was very important to touch on because sometimes as friends, we don't step outside of ourselves to see what's going on with our other friends. Especially when we're in business mode. Right. So I want to say that. What about you, friend? What you find on the SoundCloud Streets?
1: Actually, I'm going to tap into Dustin's all around t- the corner. A
0: <laughs> little, little detour,
2: okay?
1: <laughs> so, Sunset Seely.
2: that. Love- a name. <laughs> you hear me? Because we all know what Seely was doing at Sunset. <laughs>
1: But I love that her other name is Fineapple.
2: Ooh. So, right? She She's got hits. Okay.
1: Now she got hit. She said, as a photographer and graphic designer, I've had friends constantly approaching me requesting free work. It's even worse here in the Caribbean because creative oh, professionals man. here get even less respect than in the USA. Friends and family expect freeness or extreme discounts, but ever so often, I do get the ones who approach me with respect and understanding, and even if they can't afford my services, they would lay their budget out and ask if we can do something together or offer trade services. At least that I can appreciate.
2: Amen. Yes.
1: And I think that's the most important part. It's not saying that because I have this skill set and you can't afford me (laughs) that we can't work together. But just let's make it, like I always say, let's make it an ecosystem. It's the one-sided thing or you expecting things from your friends. I remember when I first started out um, on the internet, I knew I still don't know anything about graphic design. I'm not a graphic designer, so I can't make my own flyers. They'll mm-hmm. look janky. But Cheska Lee is incredible at graphic design. Even Maya, actually, Shameless Maya, both mm-hmm. of them are really amazing. They've always blessed me before I could afford to be paying what we would do is trade off somehow. I would give them, like, with Cheska, we would, like, trade nutritional advice or, like, workout stuff. <laughs> like, Dope. You know what I mean? And then Add
0: she... nutritional value to each yeah, other's lives. Yeah, and,
1: like, trading tips or whatever she needed, and then she would make me a flyer. You know, like, there was always something that we could do for each other that would kind of contribute to what we had going on individually. That's amazing. Yeah, and you also, one thing I forgot to mention, too, like, a lot of my friends, I'll send them work. You know, like if I hit know of, of some project that's looking for a particular person, I'll be like, yo, I know exactly who you know what I mean. Yep. Like, send your friends work. Like, yep. hey, girl, you know, love hip hop, reach down. <laughs> Not <Yep>. love <loving laughs> hip hop. Like, my, my uh, working with my friends doesn't always mean that it has to have anything to do with me. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the times it can just be you putting in a good word or even being a a dot connector. There are people that I see that could work well together somehow. Maybe you're a model. Maybe you're a photographer. You guys can help each other with portfolios. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just get creative helping your friends. It doesn't always have to be a draining dynamic. So that's what I found. What about you, Dustin? What did you find in the Twitter street?
2: Okay, first of all, I want to say shout out to my connect. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> first thing I want to give is give a shout out to Ariel Gooden. Hey, well, y'all know how to spell Ariel? Shit, Everybody's seen <laughs> the Little Mermaid? Okay, Ariel Gooden, who tweeted, uh, "Quote: Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead." In wow, quote, Quincy Jones.
3: <laughs> 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 so, oh <that's laughs> damn. damn. I laughed first and then thought about it later. That was a
2: good one. Ariel. How true. How true. I mean, I have never been been. truer words. Quincy Jones don't give a damn (laughs) what you got to say about what he had to say. (laughs) For real. Yo, that
1: interview. Hey. And let
2: me tell you something, for Nico Brando and Rain Pryor, your daddies was fucking. Oh, it's, not, ain't nothing, it's nothing well, you can they, do about they it. What did
1: say? Were they mad?
2: They didn't came out trying to raise all, Now, mind you, we ain't never seen or heard from Nico Brando from till now. Nope. Rain Pryor always been in the front, but that's just because Richard Pryor was a good dad. You know what I'm saying? He <laughs> always knew who his daughter was. And, you know, she has her own legitimate Ooh. accomplishments. But they both have come forward and expressed that, you know, oh, don't believe that and... You know, I can't believe they're trying to shame my father's lady. to shame, trying
1: to shame. But wait a minute. Richard Pryor was open about his <laughs> joked
2: about it. All the, baby, All the time. Baby, the the, the ex wife. Okay, or is it ex wife if well I don't know, the lady that he was married Not to. I'll put lady. it to you like that. <laughs> oh wait. Because I don't know whether that's the right term. Widow. It, it, were they oh, married? did she say?
1: He would fuck a radiator. Or yeah, something? she said it was
2: the '70s, baby. The drugs was good. He would have fucked the radiator. She oh, said. Shit. She said he laughed about it. It was something he was open about. Marlon Brando. We've been heard about that story. Nico Brando, dog. You just gotta take that L, bruh. Because no, <laughs> your daddy took the. <laughs> well, you know that's what you know so, I don't know.
3: But D something challenge. happened.
2: There was some sort of even exchange. the D challenge. They had an ecosystem, friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they had a head. They, they was helping each other out. Okay, we'll put it like that. So, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give that oh shout out to Ariel Good. They had an ecosystem, friend.
1: Look what he did to my word.
2: All right, now. <laughs> I would also like to give a shout out to. Uh, at KenCam123, who said, why is it sounding like Dustin is doing the ad-libs on Quavo's verse for Emoji A Chain? With laughing emojis. <laughs> I found that hilarious because, number one, that's my favorite song on the I album. have to listen to it. And number two, <laughs> I, sing the emo- I sing the emojis.
3: <laughs> I sing the ad-libs
2: <laughs> instead of the lyrics when I listen to Quavo's verse. So the fact that she said it, it was like, okay, how serious is this Big Brother shit getting that we talked about last week? Like, do she can she see me?
3: Oh, shit.
2: Really, what I'd be singing? How, you,
3: how did you know?
2: Um, so, I also want to give a quick shout out to at I think Mark, our friend of the show. Yes, Mark, for we two reasons. You.
3: Okay. Yes.
2: Number one, his name on Twitter is Mark Neek Worldwide. That's funny
3: because y'all know Monique's
2: Twitter handle is Mo Worldwide. But Mark so does love us
0: for real. So,
2: Mark tweeted, "My aunt is calling Shake Shack Shake Store." I just thought it was
1: funny.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, I thought it was funny. (laughs) I would like to give one last shout-out to Vogue Magazine, who tweeted that Raphael Sadiq and Kirby Jean Raymond on the music that bolstered Pyre Moss's fall 2018 collection in New York Fashion Week. Hey,
0: Pyre Moss. And
2: accompanied it with an article about what I saw on Instagram to be one of the most beautiful fashion shows I have ever seen in my life. They had a full choir standing up oh, in the Oh, I Hall saw, wide. cause you, I saw
1: Vic Mensa. He was like standing to the side, right? I'll yeah, he was that. up
2: there. But you know, um, <laughs> it just was gorgeous. The music, the melodies, the harmonies from the choir, it was literally bone chill, bone chilling. And I'm just so happy that Vogue Magazine highlighted it. And I should have known that Raphael Sadiq was behind that. Mm, so make wow. sure you check that out. Of course. Um, and, yeah, that's it. That's it this week. Besides my mic falling apart.
3: <laughs> Turn around.
1: So for this week, tying it sort of... Um Well, threading it, rather, into last week's episode. So we kind of did a little bit of finger-pointing last week. Like, you know, because my friends do this. Because this nigga... And and they do, and and they don't know my worth. You know what I mean? So I thought... I was thinking today, but what about you? And when I say you, I mean the listener. Let's think back to that quote. You know the quote where people say, I pray to God to get rid of my enemies... (laughs) (laughs) And I started losing friends, right? Mm -hmm. Or the second one. What's the second one? I prayed to God to remove things that no longer serve me. And I started losing friends. So my question is, what about if it's you, though? You know, Mm. have you ever thought about that? Have you ever done an audit on whether you're actually... I won't say you're the shitty friend, but on whether you're the problem, because a lot of the times it's easy for us to point fingers at what everyone else does to us. But if you're the common denominator or maybe you are lacking awareness sometimes and it happens to the best of us. A lot of times we be going through shit and we have no idea the impact that what we're going through might have on the people around us. Right. So have you taken an audit of you as a person. And Damn you know, friend,
0: don't look at me and judge me.
1: <laughs> have you taken an audit of you as a person, as a friend, as someone who is connected to multiple people? Remember, we did the episode with if we put all your exes in a room and asked them to describe you, what would they say? But what if we did that with all of your friends or all of your peers? <laughs> I Sorry, I thought smiling. about a party.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what would they say about you? What would be. What would be the common threads? What would be the common themes? So, of course... <laughs> the for common the f- bad ones? <laughs> bad and good. Oh, okay.
0: I was like, damn, I hear all y'all saying what you...
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> but let me start off with the general question. The first one is, do you ever audit yourself as a friend or just even as a person? And I mean really audit yourself where you sit and ask how you are affecting the people around you. Is that something you ever tried to, like... Intentionally bring Into your awareness So that you can see How everyone around you feels (laughs) I wish y'all could see Their faces So
0: Yes and no And the reason I say that Is because I don't Look at it as an audit Of like Damn am I being a shitty friend because I feel like, at the end of the day, like, those quotes are very true. Like, both of them. They hood as fuck. That's why I started
2: laughing. Very but, much tattoos. <laughs> right. Very much very ghetto tattoos. Very much a side of the calf tattoo.
0: <laughs> right. Or across
2: the neck. With or, some praying hands. Oh, the
0: praying hands with a little dead. glow around it. But um, I think it's hard for me because I think of how selfish I am, just in any aspect. So I feel like... If people start disappearing, even if it's for a good reason or a bad reason, at the end of the day, it's because of me that they're disappearing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like I said, I'm selfish. So, like, when I have thought about, like, giving myself the friend audit, even in that, I'm being selfish because I'm literally trying to figure out, like, what's up with my friend, but because it'll make it'll help me sleep better at night. Right. And, and not that I'm consciously doing that for that reason, but I think when I have sat and done, the, like, an audit of such with myself, I figured out that I feel like these are the reasons I'm actually checking on my friend. Like, I care about everyone's happiness, and I try to be, like, a, a good friend and connect, but then sometimes I'm missing the point. Like, if my friends were in a room, I feel like everybody like, yeah, Sante's cool, but... Like, and not even in but a bad way. what do you way. think the
1: butt would be? Like, are you even aware of what your friends may feel about you or think about you The like, conversations you actually have? No. No?
0: I, to a degree. And I say to a degree because a lot of the time when I'm hanging out with my friends, it's under, like, really light circumstances and very right. fun things yeah. and whenever situations have come up it's usually been or I've tried to make it be like okay you know let's talk or whatever but I feel like everybody kind of talks on their own time which is why sometimes you'll be minding your own business and then someone comes out of nowhere has an issue and you didn't know what it was right. like, like the butt for me my friends would say like nigga you don't respond ever like, you know, I'm mm. I'm really, exactly, <laughs> like, you know, I'm really bad with text messaging. Mm. But, like, I've been really bad with returning phone calls. Like, I've been, and it's like, I don't ever want to compare what I'm doing to anybody else. And I don't want anybody else to do that to me. And I feel like a lot of the time, because in the past, and not even, like, here in New York, just, like, in general as a whole, I've always tried to do a lot of, um, I've always tried to, like, make myself available for people. And it goes back to my mom. Like, I talk to my mom all the time about um, how we're different. She's like, you know, you're like me, and I see it, and sometimes it worries me because, you know, she's just such a nice-ass person. And I used to be so much more of my mother than I am now, so, like, there was a time where I was really green. Like, like if you're my friend, my time is your time. Like, your problem's my problem. Your struggle's my like Like, go through it. Do anything for a friend. And I remember in high school, I would give people rides and I ask for gas money because I didn't care. Like, my right. friend had to get somewhere. I was going to drive anyway. I don't care. But you in high school, you ain't got no money. Right. So you need them 2 to $4 or whatever the little bit of asking is.
1: Well, you're almost, like, sacrificing yourself for people's comfort. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that that's selfish in effect because, like, nobody's asking me to do that. Like, I become a another burden when I'm doing that because it's, like, now— as a, an outsider, they have to worry about whatever the fuck they're worrying about. And then it becomes a worry of like, now I got to worry about Asante wondering if he's feeling some type of way because I'm not responding, but I'm dealing with my own shit. And because I don't know how to tell him to help me or I don't want his help, like, I can't worry about this. Like, I feel like I open other doors for people sometimes that don't need to be open. And I realize as a friend, like, I can be overbearing sometimes and I just had to learn how to back off. But then sometimes my backing off is too far off and I just be in my own little <laughs> world and I just be fucked up and wrong.
1: And I have noticed, I think a theme I've seen coming up with you is boundaries. Like I could see you've been trying to like create them more and mm-hmm. be more a person of like, no, I don't want to do this or no, you know, like you've been enforcing them more. I've noticed, which I think is really good because I hopefully think hopefully not with, in a bad way. No, I think <laughs> I think there comes a time in our lives where we have to test them you know like put them in place and kind of see who can deal with them or not that's really just how it works whether they're aggressive or watery it's all us figuring it out but i have noticed that and i'm always like okay asante well, thank you friend <laughs> i'm just glad that look,
0: as a it's friend awesome. but look as a friend and the type of friend that i am that makes me ha- like like i'm a damn child it makes me happy to hear the feedback that i'm doing something right in our friendship because see and
1: that's what i'm saying i think these are important conversations that friends should have because boundaries sometimes can even be misunderstood. I remember on tour when we had a section about boundaries, the theme that kept coming up was people being like, But if I didn't have them before, and then now I suddenly enforce certain boundaries, my friends are going to feel away. You know, or take it personal or assume it's like, oh, you're changing up now, blah, blah, blah. And so there was this fear of how it would be perceived as opposed to understanding that it's something you have to do. If that's what your body, your mind, your spirit is saying you need because you've been, whatever, taken advantage of, you know, or people not respecting you in whatever ways, you got to do what you got to do. And I think, or at least in my experience, those who have respected it are the ones who should be there. Because most people will be like, damn, I see you. You know what I mean? Okay. And maybe it'll make them question their own boundaries. And by you creating those, it gives them permission to do the same with their own life. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what's happened to me. I've become, listen, my boundaries are hard and clear now. Because I'm really, I can be really nice and green the same way. And what happens is I I sacrifice myself, you know, for people. Remember we were talking about service not being Humiliation, being mm-hmm. of service doesn't mean sacrifice. Those are things that I had to kind of uh, condition myself to understand. Like being kind, being nice doesn't mean that you have to like lose who you are or yourself for people to feel that way about you.
3: Right.
2: But
1: what, yeah. <laughs> Dustin? <laughs> what about you, <laughs> Dustin? Though, as a, do you ever audit yourself on how the people around you are experiencing who Dustin Ross is?
2: Consistently. Yeah. It's like a general practice for me.
1: Okay, tell us more.
2: It's important to me that um, there is a very clear and very tangible level of authenticity in my friendships. Right. Um, And so, because I'm not friends with, I have a lot of people that I'm friendly with and that I know and have genuine, you know, good connections with. But my friends is really like a group of my best friends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's important to me to be 100% present. And so I think about, um, like I always say, intention. I think about um, the the remnants and the residual effects of the things that I say and do. Right. Um, I've learned to do that more. Um, sometimes it can be easy for me to be misunderstood because I joke a lot or because I'm super straightforward sometimes. And so I've been working hard at um, being clear and fair. And I don't want to hurt my friends' feelings. And I don't want to be a bad person. And I don't want to be neglectful in my friendships. So I constantly, you know, measure myself.
1: I love that. Over
2: and over and over again.
1: I love that. I mean, you guys know me. I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm What I'm learning, though, because there's two sides to that. Mm-hmm. It's important, I think, to be aware of how people are perceiving you and experiencing you. But it's also not an obligation of yours to have people understand you.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so it's an interesting dance right. because it's like... Yes, I want you to feel safe and comfortable and know that you can rely on me and have that ecosystem, not the one Dustin's talking about.
2: <laughs> that was Nico Brando talking that shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want us... No, he had I can't his hair talk. like Hillary Clinton. Well, uh,
2: you FYI. it back. While we, we got a break, let me get this one in. <laughs> he had his hair like Hillary Clinton in the pictures on TMZ. Look at the pictures on TMZ. He got a brunette Hillary cut. Well, I'm telling you, man. I'm like, who is this no. asshole? Well, I, could, I couldn't What's believe. I down, down? <laughs> right. <laughs> Knowing your daddy dropped down and got his eagle on him. Here you come. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Who, 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 who doing it in front of their kids anyway? <laughs> How you know? You don't know what your daddy was doing. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go <ahead. laughs>
3: Where
1: was that? Okay.
2: <laughs> Ecosystems. No, we're going to move the, past okay, the ecosystem. Okay, sorry.
1: So, you know, you want <laughs> to create an environment with your friends where you being in it is contributing in ways, helping each other thrive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What a good friendship feels like. But you also don't want to uh, overextend beyond what you need to to be understood. And what that's where the the thing about alignment comes in where I... I'm okay with my relationships changing how they need to. You know, remember? I think someone else the other day was saying that they felt like anytime they shared, was it their work or something with their friend that their friend always had some oh, like yeah, negative, yeah. yeah, something negative, and then the friend wrote in like, "Do I stop sharing my work? Like, what? You know, how do I navigate this friendship?" And we were sharing advice that your friendships are going to change you're going to have different interests and it's okay to have that friend that you go party with on the weekends but then have that friend then when you need to buckle down and do work you know that's whose house you go to you know what i mean like everyone mm-hmm. kind of gets filed away and i think it's a beautiful thing it's nice to just uh, let things kind of evolve into what they need to be even if that means evolving out of it but as far as auditing My biggest thing also is not pointing fingers. I haven't fallen out with like a close, close friend in a long time. Mm -hmm. I think I think ever in life has been maybe, I think, two fallouts. And honestly, the crazy part is the fallouts had nothing to do with me. It was like a loyalty thing. Mm, (laughs)
3: Damn.
1: You know, it wasn't even like directly me. It was like they fell out with someone I was close to and I didn't feel comfortable with them making me choose because I don't really do the high school like it well you her friend and I can't fuck with you. My thing is if you put me in that position where you quote unquote can't fuck with me, then you answered your own question. Yeah. You don't have to. Like I don't choose. If it had nothing to do with me, I don't choose. I've unfortunately been put in that position two times. (laughs) Um and that's really it. Those are the only times I've had any like serious falls fallouts with friends. So I'm very cautious with who I wouldn't say cautious because that sounds like paranoid but I guess I just I'm very aware yeah Yeah, I'm very mindful and intentional of who I get close to because I base it on how I feel Mm. as opposed to like what I might need from them or who they are you Mm -hmm. know like I'm sure you guys have been around the most awesome people and you felt nothing. You didn't feel like even calling them back. You know, like awesome as far as status, I should say, just to. Mm.
2: (laughs) I feel the exact same way that you do about falling out with friends, Mm -hmm. friends. Falling out with friends, friend, <laughs> on the friend zone. Frank Kelly, Franklin. Because everything is FR coming out my mouth. But anyway, I'm the same way about falling out with friends. Like I, it's just not a part of my yeah. program, and I feel like it's just as unnatural as like a breakup or a death. Mm-hmm. It feels like that because you grieve what you knew the the relationship to be, um, and so I'm just I've never been interested in that. And then there's so many pangs of guilt that come along. With that even when it's not your fault because it ain't never been my fault but like you know and, and i too have only had that happen to me twice yeah and it was like oh uh does like
1: and it was their fault <laughs> uh, now that
2: i think about it it's been three times but yeah like i you know but but all that shit and then furthermore further to my point it was later in life When it happened with both of, well, not both, but these situations, Mm -hmm. they all happen way later in life. So, like, when you think that people will fall out and shit being young and immature or whatever.
1: It's not that We were good.
2: It was when we got older and things changed and, you know, Mm. people just did things that were completely out of character for what I knew them to be. Right. And you're faced with a situation where you have to be accountable for that to yourself and you have to force them to be accountable for that, too. And you have to decide to do what makes sense. Right. Does it even make sense to continue can you? Are you even capable of being genuinely, legitimately close and sincerely close or engaging with somebody on that level after you feel like they've wronged you? You know what I mean? Of
1: course. Like, and you have the right. That's where the boundaries conversation <clears throat> So comes
2: for in. me, I approach a friendship. If we're friends, and we're, we're going to be exposed to a lot of personal things about each other. And I can't really be um, careless with that at this point in my life because the fallout is too much for me to handle so I just because of that I'd rather just police myself as much as I can right um, learn to understand people learn to understand each other and just always make sure that I'm being genuine yeah and that's it other than that it's time to whoop some ass okay (laughs) (laughs) that's just the way I'm rolling you know what I'm saying (laughs) that's it so
1: and I try to save my friendships all the time like when I say save not like we're always at war but you know, friends clash. We're all growing. we see the world differently. I'm always, and you guys see how I am. i'm I'm very attuned to people's feelings. Mm-hmm. I can always feel when there's a shift. But with me, what I'm learning and I'm doing it faster and faster is that I'll ask you immediately. So that I don't have any assumptions. Mm -hmm. Because assumptions always kill everything. You start building all kinds of stories shit that didn't even happen. Instead of just being like, hey, I feel this, this, you know, something's up. What is it? Hopefully they'll be willing to speak on it on the spot. And honestly, because I do it so fast, my friends now like know that. They have gotten more comfortable with just saying it on the spot. And I love that. Like, me and Maya are really bitch? good with that. Yeah,
3: because
1: Maya will say it. Like, I'll be like, what's the problem? Before, she'd kind of dance around it. But now she'll be like, this annoyed me. And I'll be like, well, let's fix it. <laughs> Boom. See,
2: and I'm going to tell you something else about that. You always, you're so wise, so wise. <laughs> That's a really good way to tell a goddamn liar, too, because everybody ain't quick on their feet. And so when Not you quick. call when you call somebody out to the carpet like that, you know what I'm saying? When you call them <laughs> to the carpet like that, and they Not are standing there. Hands. What are they okay. supposed to do? I did do Jackson hands. <laughs> you hands. Call him out to the phone I did like them that. Drake performance hands. Remember when Drake, I Drake used to perform at he was like doing the Michael Jackson <laughs> hands for Drake him. used to perform and act like he was telling somebody to come here with his middle fingers. Y'all remember? He used to <laughs> always here. do that. But yeah, like if, I, if you call them to the carpet, it's hard for people to respond with truth. Well, you know, with, with, what, with a, whatever, it's easy to tell when somebody's lying. So I think, again, that's a great way to cut the grass to see the snakes on a petty note.
1: <laughs> Not Go cut ahead. the grass. Wow. Okay, so here's my next question. When you are talking to your friends, right, mm-hmm. what percentage of your convo is about other people? What percentage of your convo is about people that don't even know you? And what percentage of your convo is about ideas? And you pouring into each other creatively. Like, what are you up to? You know, what is it that you need? How can I contribute? Can you guys kind of think of how you're contributing to your friends' lives with your conversation and your words?
2: Oh yeah. Well, I, um, you know, and this is
1: coming from you, not your friend. We did last week. We touched. We touched a little bit more on how our <laughs> friends contribute to our lives, but this week I want to really audit how you are treating the people in your life. So are you a friend that contributes creatively or is it just a lot of talking about other people?
2: Well... I'm so glad that we can answer this question in truth, because clearly, if I'm lying, y'all don't know. <laughs> wow. So, like, so I definitely do not occupy my friend's conversational space with talk about other people unless we're laughing at something or somebody, right. right? And if we are, that was justified anyway. So we don't even have, we don't even roll, friend. When would we ever sit up? I
1: know, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, <laughs> just talk
2: about like that do not even make sense. And so we definitely, I would actually say.
1: Seventy-five to eighty percent of our combos are about business. Thank you, friend. So crazy.
2: And and getting better at things and just fucking like, I I just I don't know. So I don't know what everybody else is talking to (laughs) their friends about, but like the way me and my my best friend Gary, prime example, we share a lot of personal stuff with each other, but it's never anything like gossipy or salacious like we just I just don't sit up and do that. Right. Um you know I don't like no. that's never been my stilo. I have a very I can't think of low threshold. I have a like... I hate I I hate that. Like I'm trying that's to not imagine even, it <laughs> it makes me sick. And I think it's a huge part of the problem like today with people not trusting each other and not even being able to trust each other. It's all because people sit up and have those conversations. I t- talk to y'all all the time about how I hate the people that say, "You wasn't even no niggas at the club tonight. When really, <laughs> you just were scared to talk to anybody in the room and you stood on the side of the wall all night. That, that, that demographic, that demo, not that
1: demo,
0: I cannot
2: get with. So those conversations, like, it's just not a part of my reality
1: what about you
0: those combos are a part of my reality
2: <laughs> uh less, this is
1: the audit this is why we have this combo the
0: great audit because because everything that you said is completely true mm-hmm. which is why a lot of those combos are less like a lot of my friendships I feel well every friendship I look at is like 50-50. I should be able to talk to you about friend stuff and I should be able to talk to you about everything else. Like, mm-hmm. like it's literally just friendship shit and everything else. Whether everything else is business shit, relationship shit, whatever. Like, the things that fall under friend stuff is like things that make us laugh or things that like help each other with us. So, if that falls under your business part of the umbrella, then we flipping back to that. But I think that's why I have a hard time sometimes with discerning between like drawing a straight line and setting a boundary Versus being, like, amicable and being able to stretch and change my opinions on certain things or being able to file things away differently. So instead of being half and half... Because when I was having conversations about other people and other things, it wasn't always bad conversations, but it was still about other people and other things. Right. So sometimes those conversations can be creative and constructive and cool, but then other times those conversations are just boring and they don't (laughs) add to your energy. Like, if we sat on this show and we talked about the Kardashians for any part of it, for any period, I would be like, this is so fucking stupid. This sucks. (laughs) But all the other stuff that we talk about, I feel like somebody might think that as well. Like, they might be like, they're talking about music and, you know, music is cool, but it's not feeding my spirit or whatever. Right. And But for me, that feeds my spirit. So it's, like, hard for me to figure out, sometimes with friends, like, what is good to Mutually pour into them. Right. beneficial. Right. Like, what, like, what's good for us to pour into each other. Right. And that goes back into, like, the friendship pile. But sometimes going into that other pile where we talk about other people that will benefit us as friends Not necessarily in a good way and not necessarily in a bad way, because a lot of it is processing information and then sharing information and figuring out whether you're doing it right or wrong or even helping somebody else figure out if they need to do something right or wrong. And I think that that's why you have to be really, really careful about what information you are sharing, whether it's about other friends or whether it's about shit on the Internet. Because even on the podcast, when people are like, hey, you share, you know, X, Y and Z. But you only share like a small part of it. Like you only shared like one study, and it's a whole ass, uh, whole ass organization on the chin. It's like, well, yeah, that's the part we focusing on. If you need more information, go do it. Like yeah, and if you, you know you that,
2: see. what you telling me for? Bitch, you already know. <laughs> I didn't need to tell you. <laughs> so right. Right. what are we show doing?
0: The so long. Right, <laughs> right,
2: right. It's like, like at that point, you should be like,
1: cool.
0: Like I know what they're talking about, and it's cool that they're talking about that. Right. But then it just like, oh, that's not enough, or it's not right. And that's why, like, with friends, it's easier to have those types of conversations because your friend can tell you, like, oh, well, y'all didn't talk about this enough on the podcast X, Y, and Z. And then you can tell them, like, well, girl, that shit was three days long and we only have an hour. And they're like, oh, you're right. Like, like in that setting, like, it's okay and it's cool and you get it. But then at that point, that's information for you to work well with and that's information for them that really ain't their business so they don't actually need the information. <laughs> right. But it's still information for them to have to say, you don't need this information. But that's yeah. how i worked with it. What about you, Fran?
1: Um, and I love what you're saying about the mutually beneficial because I think that gravitates towards that alignment conversation once again. It become, Like, you know, Jarrah and Haas, who have been my friends for a while, but we've gotten tighter, obviously, because of the tour. We've gotten so much tighter than we were before because the tour really showed us how much we have in common, mm-hmm. like more than ever. And so I love that they're they're the friends that I can talk to about like the spiritual stuff that. Maybe if I were to bring it up to one of you guys, or like Maya, <laughs> you guys would be like, "Oh Which no, friend. Is that? Oh. <laughs> right?" Like y'all yeah, was like, "Okay, you know that's a lot."
2: I would follow along and just support <laughs> you. However,
1: I appreciate I that, know, that's friend, love. You know,
2: you'd be having the gems. <laughs> I don't have to know. You know what I'm saying? I'd be
0: like,
1: "Friend, okay, right?" Because okay. some of the okay. stuff we'd be listening to and reading, we'd be cracking up amongst ourselves. Like if someone knew what we were <laughs> listening to right now, they would think we are. you're crazy. But with them, they get me and I get them. So, they're that (laughs) little corner of my world. You know, and that's why I think alignment. I think the more you develop interests and cultivate them and evolve, you'll start gravitating towards different people that will kind of fit different parts of your personality. And I think you have to respect the role that everyone plays and be okay with that. Instead of trying to, like, force people into other roles. Um, So, I think as far as conversations, I think mine are... I can honestly say are more so heavily based on Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-improvement because I'm. that's just what I like to talk about. And if you're my friend, which you guys are, and anyone listening who is in my life personally, that's just what you're going to get when you're talking to Fran. It's just who I am. I've accepted it. I'm glad that that's just who I am. My friends know that that's who I am. Take it or leave it. That's the alignment that you can choose to be a part of or not. A lot of times, if you talk to me about a problem, I'm not really someone that... You know how people are like, oh, just be a listening ear and don't give advice. I'm not that friend. Okay. (laughs) If you come to me with a problem, A, we're either going to solve it, B, we're going to figure out um, how to make you feel better, but I'm not a trash box where you can just sit and vent and I'm going to sit quietly. That brings us
2: both down. I don't want to hear that. Yeah,
1: I'm not that friend. I'm sorry. If you want someone to be quiet or coddle you, or be like, oh, girl, it's going to be okay, you have to call someone else. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm the one that's going to be like, here's this book, or what can I do to help? Boom, 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 let's fix it, because we're not going to keep talking about this. Like, you know, my tolerance for problems is moving faster these days, but that's because I'm moving through my own problems faster, and I can't take on anyone else's. (laughs) Ooh, and people know that. People know that. So when people come to me, they know. We're fixing it or don't ask me. You
0: are pouring right on into my Because you know, soul they're right friends now. that
1: just... We've talked about this before about bonding and misery. They'll call you with the same problem. You're like, oh my God, dude. It's like, I
0: know that this is your problem. Either leave him or don't. <laughs> and you know that this is your
2: problem. Now you don't even so, want to
1: pick up the phone no, and call. Don't no, be that friend. No.
2: <laughs> and what is your problem? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay,
3: shit.
1: So, as far as the percentage, I would say a big chunk is self-improvement. A bigger chunk is business. um, Mm -hmm. Just because I'm always interested in what my friends are doing creatively, how I can contribute. Um, Do we sit and gossip? There's no way in hell I'm going to say that I never gossip. But when I do gossip, it's always about me somehow. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. an interaction I have with someone that I got to be like, let me tell you what this motherfucker said. (laughs) (laughs) Something funny, you know, or my friends sharing whatever, you know, happened yep. to them. It's Our always that. Yeah, because honestly, I'm not even kidding. I know you guys are going to roll your eyes and please do so in the comfort of your homes and offices. I always feel sick to my stomach <laughs> when I have to, when like talking about someone, I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. That's why even that. You was getting nervous that's totally that <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: you
1: about, about, about to say, you, to that you that were
0: physically uncomfortable at time. I was, sweating. You was like oh. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I need to ask another question. Yo, <laughs> I Asante. I,
1: and for those who missed that episode, asked about an artist, and I said something not mm-hmm. so friendly. About and it Tony was Braxton. your
0: friend that told me to ask that question. I just need he you to know. Up. He set me I you need up. a new
1: best friend, but. <laughs> But that you saw how uncomfortable I was, like I was like trying to be a good sport and play, but I was also sweaty. <laughs> you
0: could you couldn't even sit in Queens Court. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. That shit, I don't know. On a cellular level, I just be like, oh god, this doesn't feel good. But you know where that comes from because I've read and heard awful things about myself, and mm. I didn't like how it felt. Yes, and I and I always vowed mentally that. And I always imagine someone coming into my tweet or coming into my words and hearing it about them and how it would affect them. And I can't do it because mm-hmm. I know how terrible I felt, especially if things were like really mean or just completely out of pocket. I can't do that
2: I'm the same way You know the only difference Dustin, I promise I have God seen you roasting heaven. He was so quick The ever living life Notwithstanding <laughs> I would like to say That I am only It's only He told
1: some lady The other day That her hair was What did he say A wig with a zipper <laughs> oh, I was
2: like yeah. I was like Somebody takes But this oh, what has she said To no. me See that's what I'm saying Yeah <laughs> A double zipper The one The one that go up and down with the two pieces, the the first piece at the bottom and the second one that go up for extra security and attachment, stability. We had tree roots. But you know what? I only do that, right? (laughs) tree roots. I would never in life, I would never just willfully say something harmful to a person with no reason or They have merit. to
1: provoke you. You
2: have got... Not just provoke. You have to... Because like that, the wig <laughs> with the zipper, like, see, Asante can't stop that. That's, you know, that's jokes. That's what we do. And like, I, y'all know my Ooh. policy. Y'all know my policy. No arguments online, only jokes, right? Right, so right. So I never go back, no, bitch, my point is this. Ah! I just say, yo, you got a wig with a zipper. You know what I'm saying? I so, feel you
1: about being provoked, though. Because I'll get petty playful petty it's always I always like shade whether I'm throwing it or you're throwing it at me if it's funny mm-hmm. I think it has to be funny if it's just mean then that's just like childish mm-hmm. but I do think humor just gives it a twist that it's like okay I can handle this or
0: humor is bad, good cause if it's a bad joke then it's like why did I read this this ain't even funny <laughs> like when someone's trying to get cute with you right. like an E friend it's like this is not why did you do this to yourself we wasted both of our time
2: some shit is just unnecessary you know what I'm saying right? you just live Really did not need to share that with me
1: okay here's my last question for you guys okay. i wish we had more time because these are really good questions to ask yourself right. and obviously when we end the hot button i'll have the questions for you guys so that you can audit yourself and those around you so my last question is do you feel that your friends have grown or are learning from you by you being in their life like when you think of your closest friends, what's the last thing that they learned from you specifically? Like that you put them up on game. Maybe there's uh, some something in their lifestyle that they kind of tweaked or shifted because of you. Or maybe even creatively somehow something you have to offer, whether it's some kind of skill set, craft, a connect, a dot, whatever, that helped them grow because you exist. Can you picture that in your friendships and know how you have been a positive contribution to your friends' lives in, like, tangible specifics that can be, like, measured? Yes. <laughs> I love that. You're like, yes. I
2: can. And and the one, the one situation I'm thinking of is I have a friend who I'm very, very close to who is just simply not, well, was not, is not a social person, a very social person. Mm-hmm. And over the course of our friendship, um, they have completely, um, I don't want to say bloomed, but they've completely, like, become far more social and far more comfortable in social settings um, and developed, like, a huge network of, like, friends that they have Aww, now, like, yay. extended. And I, that makes me, I know that in order for my friend to do that, they have to feel completely comfortable and safe and so seeing them feel like that and develop these friendships and stuff it makes me happy because I like for my friends to feel good about themselves right and so that is one thing that I can literally see because I've literally been like hey this is such and such you know what I'm saying y'all introduced and then like you know seeing those connections happen over and over again and I know that there was a time when they would not simply just were not open to that. And so seeing that progression, it's great because they—I see them enjoying themselves, right—and opening up, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Asante's been laughing this whole time.
2: Because to answer your question, yes.
0: And on the not so serious note, when you first started asking this question, I thought about how many people I've taught how to roll.
3: Oh, so I was like,
0: God. I mean, because honestly, this is gonna sound so random. I you mean, know, that's
1: helpful. It, when I smoked, I would have loved to have been taught. This about. is what
0: I'm saying to you, like, you know, I haven't smoked my entire life. It's only been actually, I think this is like my fifth year, like, really being a full time really? smoker for real. Oh, I, shit. I can pinpoint because you go a late Cinco de frio. <laughs> You're Cinco late. de Hayo. Hello,
1: hi, <laughs> <laughs> y'all.
0: And I only remember because the party that I went to and, you know, a guest of honor smoked me up. And I was like, I'm going to just start smoking full time. It happened five years ago. Anyway, uh, teaching someone how to roll is very, very helpful.
2: (laughs) Was it a rapper? Yes. Yes, I know the part you're talking about.
0: (laughs) So uh, that was the inspiration. We had like a cool-ass conversation. They was high as fuck and I was getting high. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, maybe I should smoke weed. This is amazing. But I'm never mind that's terrible I shouldn't say that part but I will say weed unlocked something <laughs> in me and it gave me the courage to quit my job and I've been doing this full time and I'm not saying pot is the answer <laughs> Please because don't. everybody has different things that they have done or haven't <laughs> done because people smoked in, in school and didn't make it out but then there were people that smoked in school and have like masters and
1: yeah I'm not one of those
0: but I kid you not it affects I people would've... differently it affects people differently yes. that's why I'm not endorsing it full time but I'm one of those people I promise you had I smoked in college I probably would oh shit because
1: that's because
0: i have because everything would have been all right <laughs> <laughs> everything would have been all right and you know what i don't know if i have like a, a mild or low form of add but sometimes i smoke and i come you
3: can see fu- clear now
0: that's it okay it ain't no haze but uh outside of that on a serious note mm-hmm. i think about being a connector for my friends mm-hmm. and i think just <laughs> Not Connecting Ecosystems, Dustin. OMG. AJ, she doing both. Like, I've always been the type <laughs> of friend to sit and listen and then be like, okay, well, you know, if I, like, not consciously, but, like, you know, my friend is looking for this or they need this, and it's not, like, something I actively think about, but, like, when people come my way and I'm like, oh, my God, you would be dope for this, for for something. And I would, like, try to link people up, and I've done that for years. But outside of doing that, I've always tried to be really, really good about Just being myself, like, not trying to change myself in whatever situation I'm in. And I think my friends, they've gotten used to some of that. Like, I think about Crystal. The first time I met Crystal, she rolled her eyes at me. (laughs) And, like, today, like, to this day, she still (laughs) rolls her eyes at me. But, like, it's from a place of love because she understands who I am now. Like, initially, it was just, like, I was another one of whatever it was to her. But... Now I'm special. Oh.
3: So, like, her rolling her eyes isn't,
0: like, you know, her just blowing me off as, like, a stranger or a weirdo. (laughs) And I feel like there are people that I've, like, really, like, gotten into their hearts. Like, people who wouldn't let people in easily. Right, yes. I'm one of those friends. Like, I don't mind working to get to your heart as a friend. Because I feel like if you deserve that, like, that's what I want to give to you.
3: Oh. Because you're my
0: friend. right. That's why I can't hold grudges. Like, it's hard for me when I've, like, cut someone off or whatever, if it's been, like, a year or two down the road, and I see you somewhere, I got a smile and a hug for you. Maybe. Maybe.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm from the school of candy bars when it comes to you know that falling out and getting back cool shit. It's gonna it take many, many years. Well,
0: that's why I said if I see you out Ooh, four score and forty sh- years type <laughs> shit, fucking with me, we
2: gonna be old. It's gonna be old time at the Apollo by the time we make it right. Now I'm
0: not gonna be fake. There are, oh, no. there are some people I see and then I don't see them.
1: Ooh. It's like
0: they disappear right before my very eyes. Oh and no, I just you be one of like, those. Not all the time. You but walk
1: in the room like, what's the Mariah meme? She's like, I can't. She putting on a shade. Uh-huh.
0: I don't know her. But friend, <laughs> and you know, maybe this is something you'll help me with in my friendship. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people, you like, you know, you can feel that coming off your friend. Like, oh, they are seething. And they trying to be like, there ain't nothing wrong. I'm one of those people. I'm. I'm. I don't know if it's sociopathic or what. But if I say I don't see him, I just don't. It's not a second thought. It's not a petty like. Hmm. Like I'm not trying to look. Like I you don't have care. a
1: Literal switch. <laughs> I don't give a fuck.
0: Like <laughs> it be like that. So that's why I try not to hold grudges because I know if I get bad like that, you don't
1: want to go that far. So
0: I'd rather just not because I don't want to be that person. I like when everybody's having a good time.
1: Yeah. Whew. <laughs> well, I mean. I think I'm really nurturing. I Mm. think my friends feel safe. Like they all, every friend of mine knows whatever the issue is, we're going to fix it. Mm. Like it never fails. Obviously I'm not God and I'm not this superhuman person, but I do think one thing I have a gift of as a friend is that I can help you figure it out. And, whether that's business, whether it's a breakup and you were trying to sort out your feelings, whether it's you're stuck financially, like we'll always figure it out. So I think it's not like a motherly thing either, because I I don't think I have that kind of energy. It's not motherly. It's just more so I just provide a container of safety for everyone around me.
0: I feel like a lot of that is missing, Fran. I feel like, yeah, I, yes, I feel like you are very rare in this society now where there's like so much digital or even self, like you're about self-improvement, yeah. but then people take that and they run with it and it becomes selfish and it's like right. too much, like now you've Alienated people around you but you're great about like I feel like if I robbed a bank and killed somebody I could confess that to you friend
1: right and I'd be like okay let's let's sort through this
0: now as your friend I wouldn't want to ever put you in a situation (laughs) like that (laughs) right but But you know
1: that I'm the one that you could say that just to get it out and then we'll sit there and I'll be like okay (laughs) let's work
0: through (laughs) this a lot but let's take it down
1: (laughs) and I think that's what I have mastered because it's been a long time coming is not being selfish in my nurturing either like this isn't about me fixing you this isn't about me 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 at all it's actually just like I think because I know with my own feelings if you let your stress levels or your mind run or you know you get from one problem to the next and you just go deeper 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 I know how hard it is to feel completely lost and like you don't have anyone and so Those feelings of like, well, how can I fix this and kind of self-soothing, I've I've kind of mastered the art of nurturing through nurturing myself. Mm. And so what I provide, and I've mentioned this before, there's actually a quote that has said, a healer doesn't heal you. They don't heal anybody. No one can heal anybody. We just hold space for you to finally have space to breathe, for you to have space to figure it out and for you to heal yourself. And that's why I always use the word container because I think mm-hmm. I literally view myself as a container where my friends kind of step into Fran mm-hmm. <laughs> and shut the door and they can kind of like take everything off for a second and be like, whew, girl, okay. <laughs> like, this is what the deal is and we figure it out. And so I think that is my contribution as a friend and I'm and i I'm proud of that because I think it's it's awesome that people feel safe around you. So. That's something to consider. Do your friends feel safe around you? Are you the friend they can talk to when you talking to your friends? Actually, here are the questions that I want um, those of you listening especially. The first one is when talking to your friends, what percentage of the phone call is about you and your life before you even ask them how they're doing? That's something to be super mindful of. I've had a lot of people. I've mentioned it before. I remember where I said it was my birthday. Right. <laughs> and yeah. My friend was talking to me about something she was going through, and I think it was about twenty five, thirty, maybe forty minutes in. She was like, "What you doing today, girl?" <laughs> I didn't. <done> <laughs> she was kind of like, "I didn't talk your head off." I was like, "Oh, nothing. It's just my birthday."
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know she was. You like, know, I'm calling your birthday like that. <laughs> I'm doing that to you this
1: year. Right? (laughs) You know, Maya was like, Was that me? I was like, No. (laughs) It was not you, Maya.
2: (laughs) See, she asked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She was auditing herself. She's like, like, Because it would be me. So (laughs) let me ask (laughs) Um, Are you aware of your friends' current challenges and concerns, or are they only aware of yours? Mm. A lot of friends are so used to calling their friends to vent. And to tell them what their problems are and to be like you know he did this to me and that and they're not even aware of what's going on with their friends and that ties into the first one of the percentage of your phone calls how much of your friendship is one-sided where you literally only call them when you need something or when you're venting um, is there an ecosystem of help within your friendships or is it usually you needing something so when was the last time you hit your friends up making sure that they were okay that they were good you know was there anything do you even ask your friends things like that yo the projects you're working on is there any way i can help or what's up you know what's going on your day your life like talk to me like make sure that the ecosystem is flowing both ways Mm. you know where it's not just this one-sided phone call um think of the last friend who helped you are they aware that of how grateful you are? Like, have you made them know? Have you let them know how grateful you are of their assistance and facilitation? Are you aware of the ways that they may need your help if they haven't vocalized it? That's part of the ecosystem again. Um, and then the last thing was, what was the last thing a friend of yours learned from you, and or something you put them up on? Just like I was asking you guys, just making sure that you are a thriving contribution to your friendships we're not misery what is it we're not bonding in misery anymore that's Uh old school those are the old days now we're thriving we're evolving stepping into creative jobs into our dream lives into lives uh into lives that we've been constructing and cultivating and and really hoping for it's time to step into that but you have to make sure that all of you are contributing to that because if y'all are still on the phone just talking about people who don't even know you
2: don't give a damn about you.
1: <laughs> Who aren't thinking about you, but you're thinking about them. What is your day about? We're off Instagram.
2: That. <laughs> I, can I add a question to the yeah, list? Yeah, of course. This oh, is God, here that we you, go. no. I shouldn't have said that so fast. <laughs> this is something I think is a great meter for your friendships, right? And this is, again, from the perspective of your friends and how they, you know, feel about you as a friend.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Would, do your friends feel comfortable doing the number 2 oh at your house.
1: Oh my god. Damn.
2: <laughs> that's a great meter. Be the friend that your friends feel comfortable <laughs> in theory now. now. We ain't saying going to go say and blow up their bathroom. That's what I'm like in my this mind I'm thinking about But why
1: you mess with <laughs> do, do I want you to do
3: number 2 at
1: my house.
0: <laughs> look look and, and that is the key. I
3: think that's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the
0: major key Dustin was me to get to. Yeah. Cuz in my mind I
3: feel comfortable enough,
0: but I wouldn't want to do that. Like, I'm thinking about my friends. I have never done that See to See how you're thinking?
2: That's why I need to be on the list. That's what I'm saying. This I'm is a think- good question. Cause it is, because oh, I'm thinking about God. all the times I've been Ties to my friends' houses, shows.
0: and I've been like, wow, that was really good, because I think they all are clean, but I have never sat on any of y'all's Because so I'm thinking about how... <laughs> not commode. Yeah, because you don't like. Look, that's they living space. That's their commode, and, and so now you, you sitting on that commode. Me,
1: commode.
0: Look, that's what I'd be thinking about. Like, oh, they put their butt there. I'm not putting my butt there. Like, <laughs> like I feel bad if I go to a woman's house and I leave the seat up. So I'm definitely not like putting my butt on your butt. Like, just because booty bumping, you might not even want that. Let alone me just. <laughs>
2: Listen, it's is just something to think about. Sorry, okay,
1: fine. <laughs> we'll add it to the, to the list. No, that was That's a good one. <laughs>
0: that, that, that turned some of some wheels in my head, you
3: know.
1: And then the last one is the same question I asked you guys. I want you guys to audit the quality of conversation you are offering the people in your life. Like we said, a lot of people say... Um, God removed the things that are no longer serving me, but how do you know they weren't removed because you were no longer serving them?
2: How do you know you didn't get removed? You might be exactly. once removed your damn <laughs> self. <spouse. laughs>
1: That's something people don't don't audit. They're very quick to be like, it just got out my way because you weren't for me. Okay, but maybe you weren't for them. Right. And it's time for you to look inward to make sure that you're being as accountable as the other friend for whatever it is that tarnished the relationship. So look into the percentage of your convo that y'all are talking about people you who don't even know you people who know you or talking about growth ideas the ecosystem once again how can i contribute it to you you know what are you doing girl what are you doing dude like let's figure it out oh you need pictures i know this dude that takes pictures let's go shoot no 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 let's really go shoot no for real let's do it this saturday at two o'clock you know what i mean like bitch i'm cutting right like (laughs) be that friend that schedules shit and puts goals onto your friend's calendars and The whole point of this audit is to stop pointing fingers and be more accountable for how people are receiving your energy in the world and making sure that it's helpful. Amen. Friend audits. And as you being the friend and you being audited. It's just something to look into because this, honestly, it's going to transcend so many things. It will transcend your work relationships. It's going to transcend how you relate to anybody you have to work with in any extent. Which means financially, business-wise, home, family, friends you're going to be so much more aware and healthier and willing to communicate and willing to salvage and fix and realign. And, you know, that's what life's all about.
3: Yeah. So that's it
1: for this week's Hot Button Issue.
2: Hear ye, hear ye. The two dopest queens to ever queen are coming to HBO. So gather around the TV and prepare yourself for the comedy coronation of a lifetime. Watch as Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson, a.k.a. Two Dope Queens, bring their comedy podcast to HBO in a series of four comedy specials. Directed by Tig Notaro, each special features your fearless queens dishing on topics like Cocoa Krispies, excuse me, Coco Khaleesi's, <laughs> dating white bass, sex, New York Living, which borough has the best pizza, and so much more. They'll also be showcasing some of their favorite stand-up comedians and chatting with their favorite peeps like Jon Stewart, Sarah Jessica Parker, Titus Burgess, and Uzo Aduba. Two Dope Queens, weekly on HBO.
1: (laughs) Support for today's episode also comes from HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook eat and enjoy. No more time-consuming meal planning or even grocery shopping. HelloFresh makes it so easy to cook delicious, balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal. Just choose your delivery day and everything gets sent right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging. With three plans to choose from, including classic, veggie, and family, there's something for everyone. Plus, there are lots of one-pot recipes for seriously speedy cooking and minimal cleanup, which is my favorite. A lot of us don't have time. Look forward to your HelloFresh box delivery as the highlight of your week, knowing dinner just got that much easier. (sighs) Let me just say, you guys. So, I find you guys know that this month is my month of uh, eating and cooking and Mm -hmm. just kind of reconnecting with my body, right? Mm -hmm. So, there was a day where I had time to cook. But I hadn't gone to the grocery store. Would you know? I kid you not. I'm not saying this just because of the ad. There was a knock at the door. <laughs> I did not know we were getting Hello Fresh yes. boxes.
0: An on time guy. The,
1: the guy. It was like Jesus. I okay. was like, what? <laughs> He's like, here's your Hello Fresh package.
2: <laughs> In a white lit up robe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was mess- that just blew my mind. So amazing timing, first of all. And then when I opened it, it was a tortellini mm. uh, with asparagus and pinko crumbs. Oh, my God. Ooh. It was so good, you guys. And it took, like, 20, maybe 30 minutes tops. Man, Oh, wow. That's Very quick. minimal ingredients. I think it had, like, maybe five, six ingredients total. Everything was there. Cooked it up. Ate it. Amazing. And I'm not someone, <laughs> excuse me, I'm not someone that really eats, like, a lot of pasta just because I don't really know how to make, like, you know, people make like lasagnas mm-hmm. and all these like really hearty. It's just never really been my thing. So to whip it up and saw how easy it was, I was like, "This was really good." And it had asparagus and all the veggies. Come so
0: on now. now you got tortellini. It
2: literally was hello fresh. Yo,
1: I've never made tortellini in my <laughs> life. Hello Fresh. <laughs>
3: Hello. <laughs> but that was just bomb.
1: So I had to share that experience. I even sent a picture to my mom. Like, look what I made. Uh, she was like, "What is that?" Yes. <laughs> she knows I never make pasta. But anyways, just had to throw that in there. For thirty dollars off your first week of Hello Fresh, visit hellofresh.com and enter the code Friendzone30. That's hellofresh.com. Offer code Friendzone30 for thirty dollars off your first week of Hello Fresh. Do you guys uh are you guys ready to jump to this week's wellness segment? Yes,
2: I am. Well, 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 well.
1: <laughs> so this one's gonna be super short because this is a quick tip. Um, so you know I was telling you guys, like I said earlier in the ad that um I have my project for February has been working and reconnecting with my body, right? So that's why I've been going to the Cairo and the physical therapist for my knee problems. Um, slowly rebuilding my ability to go to the gym with this neck spine and freaking uh, neck. Uh, what is it? Knee injury. So it's not easy. And you know, my ego is a little bruised because <laughs> I'm comparing myself. I'm kind of like fighting my old body and comparing what I used to be able to do. And so my head kind of starts fucking with me when I'm in the gym because now I'm like, damn girl, you can barely get through such and such miles now. You know, like, but you have to fight that little voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so a trick that has been helping me. Do you guys run on the treadmill or use any machines True. that have numbers or time that yes. kind of fuck with your head and you just put keep staring at it? it. Yeah. Yes. I don't look at the numbers.
0: Sorry, <laughs> yes, friend.
1: No, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> yes, it's good.
0: I don't. I cut. I put the towel. I, I get the program started. I put the towel right over that because as long as I know what time it is, I'm not finishing.
1: Right, and that's and that's a mental thing. Two trips. you hear me? Trips. Two tips. (laughs) I can't even speak. That have helped me with my battle with the treadmill and my freaking mind chatter, which will get you every time. Because your mind will tell you to stop before your body does. Mm -hmm. It's so frustrating. So, um, I'm slowly building. Actually, I'll tell you guys what my treadmill workout has been. So, this is the fourth week that I've been at the gym in a row since Mm -hmm. my Cairo gave me the green light and the physical therapist. So, the first week, (laughs) I started on the treadmill just running 0.5. So just Mm -hmm. half a mile. I did that. I'm going to the gym now from Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. So for the first week, Monday through Friday, I literally ran half a mile every day. Every morning, 9 a.m. I'm on, I'm on the treadmill running half a mile. The first day was, lethal <laughs> like mm-hmm. everything hurt i was like this is embarrassing my head was fucking with me like girl you used to run six miles and ten miles half a mile you should be embarrassed looking at the time how long it was taking me terrible by the friday i was running the half mile boop, like nothing so it just showed me the power of pushing your body pushing your minds and being consistent week two bumped it up to one mile Started, you know, f- obviously that Monday, I was, like, huffing and puffing and dripping. By Friday, fine. Ran the mile like nothing. Week three, bumped it up to 1.5 miles. Boop, boop. Right. So that's the pattern. And now this week, which is week four, I'm running two miles. Go
3: on, friend. Yeah. Go ahead, friend. But
1: that's a testament. Even with injuries, like, just being consistent and thinking of ways to just, like, Go against that mind chatter, you know what I mean, and also being easy with yourself, I started super slow instead of trying to run six miles off jump, like I'm fighting my ego and starting I started from point five mm-hmm. <laughs> like how much smaller can you go and trying to run so the two so that's the first tip start really slow and be consistent because that's the only way that your body will have the muscle memory and build the endurance you know and resilience to get through each day the second tip was asante's tip put a towel on the screen every time (laughs) Mm -hmm. instantly do not stare at those numbers they will fuck with your head i actually put a (laughs) towel this week because they started fucking with my head and it was crazy to me how much more easeful it was like Mm. i swear it was i was like yo the mind is something else because the fact of me not seeing the numbers made this much of an impact like I even swear unless I'm tripping but I swear I even was sweating less
3: Wow, Mm. it's almost
1: like your mind overworks your body to start thinking like I'm so tired and you start dripping and your body almost starts reacting to make you think you need to stop I didn't even sweat as much it was crazy crazy
0: you know one uh, machine that that trick don't work for me on and I've only tried elliptical it, it, it works for me on the elliptical but I just don't like doing that one the stair one. Ooh,
1: the I stair I can't do the master. stair one at all.
0: I've tried that towel trick on it two different That's times. That's my
1: next project. And I said,
0: you know what? Fuck these stairs. I am trying to build to up to be 2K. able to
1: go on the stairmaster for forty five minutes. That's my goal. Shh.
0: Whoa. I don't know what I'm gonna start, but that's my goal. I started and I did like a smooth three, four minutes the first ain't time. That hard? The second time I made it to nine People minutes.
1: Yo, nine minutes is good. Nine
0: mm-hmm. minutes was great. That's a long I was like, time. I ain't doing this shit no more. Fuck that. And then the gym that I went to, their elevator was broke and all this shit was on the top, the fourth floor. But oh, they had like no. an extra fake, uh, extra floor that they don't so mark.
1: Extra stairs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> After the stair machine. <laughs>
1: Yo, the Stairmaster is a beast. I'm actually making, like, a mental project to, to like, focus on it and really attack it. I want to
3: dominate it. But I have to day. see
1: if I can get the green light because I don't even know if I could do the Stairmaster. Um, so, and all by the way, I'm only trying to build up to four miles. Mm-hmm. I won't let my body... I'm not going to take my body where I did before. I'm just going to build up to four. And then instead of adding miles, I'm going to work on the time that it takes me to run four miles. So the rest of the weeks will be trying to beat myself you know or be faster than the week before um so then the final tip you know how you decide like well today i'm only going to run or do the stand master or the elliptical for 25 minutes instead of putting the number in the time in and watching it (laughs) count down or Mm -hmm. build up don't do that build a playlist that is for the exact time that you are hoping to run or be on the elliptical or on the stairmaster and then let the playlist run out and let that be your timer on when to get off the machine. I did that this week and yo It was magnificent (laughs) because I had the towel over the screen, so I didn't even know. And I had my playlist of, you know, the Meditation by Goldling. I even had some Lion Babe, which I'll wait for listens lately. I had some (laughs) Lion Babe songs that I've recently discovered. And I was like, yo, these are amazing for the treadmill because you know how she does like the dance tracks Mm -hmm. and it'll kind of be like techno remixes. Yo, those, what else did I put? Lemon by Pharrell. The song he has with M.I.A. And I mm-hmm. think um, Andre 3000, maybe. That's in it. Like, hype. Just hype, hype, hype. Heavy bass. Really fast drums. You got to add
0: my Latin trap songs on there. Oh, now. you know I'm going to have <laughs> to
1: add. But but that's the thing. I only add it as much as I know I can finish running. Right. Up. You know, so the stronger I get, and obviously as the week's progress and my miles go up because I'm adding .5 every week, I'll add another song and keep adding a song. So it's almost like the playlist is growing with my strength and my endurance. And it's just a cool way to mentally trick your mind out of telling you you're tired. So you'll be so busy jamming to the songs that you won't even... Think so hard about how far into the run you are. Yeah. So just Friend. a cool trick. And use this music, which we love. And You just help me out.
0: Right? I'm about to make... So first of all, uh, what I do is I make like an hour, two hour playlist. And mm-hmm. like the first 30 to 45 minutes is things that I know that I would run to. And the rest of it is just crunk ass shit for whatever. But now I feel like I want to make uh, three, like a playlist for each gym day.
1: Yes. <laughs> and
0: then do it Based that way. on your sets. Like yeah. if you
1: know you only want to be at the gym for an hour... Make a playlist that's only an hour long. Start the playlist as soon as you are starting your circuit or whatever your workout is. And do not stop until the very last second of the very last song. And you feel so accomplished, you know, and then it's in alignment with your favorite jam. So you get to kind of cultivate and custom make the vibe of your workout. It's helpful, watch. You're going to be like, this is so much better than staring at these damn numbers. And they
2: always be red most of the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
1: Ugh, the little digital dials. Right, so that's it. That's just a little body tip. The rest of the tips for this month are more than likely going to be body and health-based because uh, this is kind of what I'm focused on. So as I'm figuring out my journey, hopefully my tips will help you figure out yours. That's it for this week's wellness segment. Yeah. Now let's jump in to Mr. Music, man. All right.
0: (laughs) The Music Man, and I am back with a very, very special edition of The Music Man. Uh, it is Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this episode on the day of it its sure release, so I want to start this segment off
2: with a cute icebreaker. You better not ask what I think you're about to ask either. What do you think I'm about to ask? Who
1: would be our Valentine? You
2: know what kind of songs we listen to when we, you know.
1: Uh, you would be happy with that question. Well, yes,
2: yeah, yes, but
0: <laughs> in a very unconventional sense. Um, can you think of a song that you love that wouldn't have shit to do with Valentine's Day? But if you heard it on Valentine's Day, you would be like, damn. Like if imagine you on a date with like your significant other or something or whoever, maybe it's a new person. I'm
1: sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You just out and somebody comes up to you are boundaries, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, your imagination's boundaries, right? So somebody walks up to My imaginary.
3: That's
0: it. And they just got a rose. <laughs> and then you hear a song. Okay. Okay. So they come up to you with a rose and you ain't even into them. Hey, but you hear a song playing in the background and you're like, Damn, like, like this is it. Like this is a good one for Valentine's Day. So it could be a, a cute guy that walks up. It could be an ugly guy that walks up. But it's something that you would listen to and be like, this ain't a Valentine's Day song, but this could be the shit. Pori e. Hemplo. Mm-hmm. Not a love song at all.
1: But... If you say J Balvin...
0: No, oh. <laughs> this is this is very awful. I should not have laughed there. But I will never forget when Kelly Rowland dropped Dirty Laundry.
2: you said she was on the floor hollering. What did she say?
0: (laughs) No, it was about... uh, Well, the song I was told was about domestic abuse in a (gasps) prior relationship. And then, like, like, there was a part of it that was that. And then there was another part of it where they were talking about, you know, her why she had to bring Beyonce into it or something. Like, it was like a whole little thing about it. But the song sounds sexy as fuck. Oh,
3: my God. So...
0: I remember being out somewhere and I was like, damn, this is the song. And I heard it before, but I couldn't really hear it. And I shazammed it. And I was like, oh my God, this is Dirty Laundry. Y'all are playing this right now. like." And the song is sexy, so I could see why they would think that. But it wasn't a Valentine's song. Like This was a couple years ago and it was like a Valentine's thing. And it was like uh, on the playlist. Like It was like lovey ass songs, like old school songs. And then like this new school song, but it was Kelly Rowland's Dirty Laundry. And I was like, this is not a good song to play for love. But I could see why somebody might be like, damn, this is a really good song like that. I would love to hear. Because I remember the first time I heard that song, I remember I body rolled. And then I started listening to the words and I was like, this ain't a song you're supposed to body roll to.
1: Yo, you know why I'm dead right now. <laughs> this is gonna I hope XD is listening. So Oh God, there was Shout a song XD. There was a song that XD was saying, like, I, I don't remember how we got into it, but we were talking about songs that we love that are, like, really vibey and, like, put you in the mood. I love XD. Like, y'all know I love him. Mm-hmm. He makes me laugh, even thinking of his face right now. So he mentioned Brave Bird by Roux, and I was like, XD, have you ever read the lyrics? He's like, no. He looked at me like, oh, no. Oh, my God.
2: So what are the lyrics, Brad? <laughs>
1: In a land far away where the sun doesn't spare a soul, and a twisted tradition has a girl in a stranglehold, lies a desert with the footprints of little girls with a secret of a pain that you and I could never know. So it's literally about genital mutilation in different parts of the world. But if you listen to it, Brave Bird is really vibe. You know, Malarue is like really vibey and kind of ethereal, but... He was saying how he played that song to relax and I was like
0: <laughs> Oh my God.
1: And to this day when that when he brings that up, like I die because he's like, Y'all, I was listening to the most like when I tell you there was a disconnect between but, his vibe and what the song was talking about. But
0: that happens so much. Like that That really goes back to when we were talking about Frank Ocean, like it unlocking something different. Like right. sometimes you'll hear a song and you'll be like, damn, this is a good song, but you don't know why you like it. It might especially be because— Especially
1: if you don't read the lyrics.
0: Especially if you just vibe into it and you don't know what they're talking about in full. Like if you oh, like that'd just be a hook. A Janet song. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even. He got me, and he wasn't even going to keep going. <laughs> um, I just thought it was funny in the Kelly Rowland song. Not funny as in ha but funny as in ironic. You know, somebody's going to get me for this. Oh, of course. Anyway, she said, While my sister was on stage killing it like a motherfucker, I was enraged feeling it like a motherfucker. Bird in a cage, you would never know what I was dealing with. Went our separate ways, but I was happy she was killing it. Bittersweet, she was up, I was down. No lie, I feel good for her, but what do I do now? Forget the records. Off the record, I was going through some bullshit. Post Survivor, She on Fire, who want to hear my bullshit? Fast forward, let's do this dirty laundry. Like, I remember listening to the song. And jammed. And her being like, mmm. I'm like freaking to be and everything but oh, like Kelly gonna get that, into it while she's and, hurting
1: this is what? like us dancing little Uzi sad but
0: <laughs> well you know he talked. oh well there are some other yeah I mean that's a lot of these rappers all of it okay, but a lot so. of these singers singing these songs about niggas not being shit and making it sound good as fuck too
1: like your future
0: no, but look at Kalani. She had that song, Niggas, oh, and it too. sound good as fuck, but it's fucked up. She's about like, niggas gonna be niggas. Like, that's that's not empowering. That's <laughs> not like, I mean, maybe if you're like, well, niggas gonna be niggas, so I guess I know better now. But it's not like, <sighs> never mind. <laughs> Dustin, what's your pick?
1: <laughs> oh, no.
2: So, you know, this is purely for the sake of the game that we're playing. Amen. Okay, mm-hmm. no disrespect intended to nobody. Oh, no. And no, no. celestial bodies. But I want or to ecosystems. say that, because um, oh, no. it's all intertwined here, I, Be Encouraged <laughs> by Fred Hammond is the sexiest gospel <laughs> song that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's just a good, you know what I'm saying? It's got the a good beat. Gospel. You know what I mean? Be encouraged. Boom, boom. Boom. Stop you know, it! No no. what's going on. Y'all he boom, is
1: boom, body rolling And,
2: and he'll and make it all right And I mean it's the, it's the jam You know what I mean And you can't help it God and Me by by Erica Campbell Now and God and Me was a quirk G- song <laughs> God and Me by Erica Campbell And She Who Must Not Be <laughs> Named Was a great
3: <laughs> Yes Everybody amazing.
2: Everybody on the face of the earth That has heard that song Has had to stifle a hip roll Okay <laughs> Everybody, God and Me is the jam. And not only that, they played in the clubs. They just played it. I was at a party like two weeks ago, and I put it on my Insta story because the DJ played it. And I was like, "Oh, but what you don't know is when you come home. I was like... (laughs) Cause it's the it jam is. like at that at
1: the club, at they the club. It. Yes, I am not mad. At the club, maybe I need to add that to my gym. My gym run.
2: Listen, it'll get I you mean, on down the playlist. track. Look, that, that might me, be. That's me, the I'm one to start. Try it. That might see. be the track to and start the, the song. We're we gonna her saying, we
0: gonna praise this workout.
2: The Amen. song Amen. opens with her saying, <laughs> "I just want to tell the truth now." Yep. So come on, when you run it, like here we go, shit. So yeah, I'm
1: gonna let y'all know how that works out.
2: Gospel music, baby.
0: You know, to, Question? to tie both of those together, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, Kelly Rowland being Destiny's Child and gospel music, Michelle Williams stayed with something. Okay. And I always knew she was rapping about, or talking rapping, Michelle Williams. Stop I always, This Car was the jam. I always knew she was talking about the Lord, but there were some times it was like, this is a little too sexy. Like her verse on cater to You. I mean,
1: hey.
2: <laughs> I mean, cater to you. no greater love. Okay (laughs) A whole Complete Encompassing love Let me tell you something Uh oh Michelle Williams Has done a great job Of keeping Her life where it belongs. Yes. Like she makes music with Destiny's Child that's appropriate for being in that group. She makes her own solo gospel efforts that are appropriate for that. Man. And I just I totally respect that and I think she's such a talent and that album Unexpected has some the shit damn. on it cuz Lucky this car was Oh, lucky L- Lucky girl, the, what? In, the it's a whole song. First of
0: all, what there was the interlude and then there was I the like whole the song. The interlude it does the sound whole song. R- look, I was about to say the interlude I've never
1: do, heard
2: Ooh!
1: I've never heard her albums. She, They're incredible.
2: Well, unexpected, unexpected was good. Yeah, unexpected rest, stands oh on the. Is that
1: own. the? Okay, I'm gonna look it up. First, but I, I like gospel music. Yeah. Well, you know
0: the well, first I, one was yeah. her word.
1: <laughs> the way Justin said it. The rest of the.
0: Month. You know the first album was Heard a word, and she was singing under the tree. You know. Girl,
1: yeah, girl, I know that one. See. <laughs> girl, girl, yeah. Oh. No, I'm kidding. She does not <laughs> sing like that. <laughs> you ain't going to give her gospel with an indie accent. Okay. <laughs> Bananas and avocado gospel. <laughs> okay. Amen. <in>. Avocado. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Michelle, you do not sing like
2: that. No, she can sing her ass off.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I'm. A, you know what? I'm going to check it out because I would love to add some songs to my you treadmill would, you playlist. You would like it
0: because I think it's Rico Love that was doing them. Oh,
1: shout out to Rico Love. Because...
0: Because the beats to reproduce I don't. know. I think it is Rico Love because Rico loved it that uh, that project with Trina or the songs with Trina. I was yeah, like, Rico Love. Okay, you know sometimes he calls me on versatility. It, it is Rico Love, me, I believe. Love me than any other girl in the world. I was like, come on, Michelle. You know, I can't sing like she can sing, it, but you know, <laughs> she was up taking it down. Okay, but uh, that is my sexy selection.
3: Cute, <laughs> uh,
0: Michelle Williams giving it up to the Lord, but. Could be used in I mean giving it up For the Lord Amen Hallelujah <laughs> Not gi- giving up the praise oh Giving praise You know what I can't And then you over giving here Giving it doing... up for
2: the Lord I thought I Pushed the like, you know someone like, Let's, mother, let's give it up
0: for the Lord Let's you know Round of applause Amen
2: <laughs> Giving it up for the Lord
1: If I
3: were you I would say
2: yes <laughs> You knew That's a whole new Kind of Sunday school
3: <laughs> Anyway
0: that is a whole new kind of Sunday
1: school. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the green leaf? Mm-hmm. Hey Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: I can't do it. Mm-hmm. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. You
0: gotta reach down there for it. I don't know
2: where that lady be going, but she be down oh, there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes you do. Yes, you do know where she be going. What show is this?
3: Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
2: That's what she
1: How did we
3: get here?
0: Um, before we move on to the <laughs> listens lately, I just wanted to talk very quickly about a couple of people. Um
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> That's my version of Migo's ad libs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, give me my my chart. Okay, come on. How much
1: would y'all die (laughs) if one of the Migos did that as an ad lib? Man. How much would y'all
0: die? Okay, which one is going to do it, friend?
1: Takeoff. He's the only one
2: that would do it.
1: (laughs) No, he wouldn't. Offset and Quavo got
2: their own thing going on right now. Quavo is the only one that would be available to. (laughs) Not not Quavo. Takeoff is the only one that would be available to, you know, spend time in the church house. (laughs)
1: Sorry, go ahead.
2: No. As long as y'all are having fun. Take off. That's about going to heaven. Oh. All right. So the
0: playlist (laughs) pledge for this month has been completed. Um
2: Wow. When I go to you know what? Let me just say this one thing.
3: When I go to heaven, you
2: know what I'm saying? If that's how this goes down or whatever, like I don't wanna like go like be laying down on the like the the, oh the what's the God. thing they push you out like the gurney or the stretch the thing everybody always passed yeah know, I don't wanna be I don't wanna go like that like let me be standing up and just like get my wings and like I wanna what? shoot up, you know, like standing straight up <laughs> like a jetpack. You know what I'm saying? And I thought about takeoff. That's why, I, you know, because that what? means going to heaven. <laughs>
0: no. So I don't Wait. wanna float
2: up laying down on my back. I wanna go up with some dignity, standing up like I got. A jetpack and don't just shoot up there. <laughs> that's all. If I can make that sort of humble request.
1: <sighs> Not to, that's all. To
2: whom? You, never mind. It may never concern.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and with the bow. And look, we'll seal the envelope and put the stamp on Thank it. Thank you. <laughs>
1: you ain't checking. <laughs> Save us. Keep going. The
0: playlist pledge. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the time you listen to this, will be out. Um I want to get into the listens lately, but I also wanted to highlight a couple of people from the Playlist Pledge. Yes. Just because I listen to a lot of shit all the damn time. And so it pushed the Playlist back when I have to listen to new things. So I want to talk to you about some new artists that I was able to put on the Playlist a little bit, but I wasn't really able to get all the way into their projects because I wanted to deliver the music to the people. Um, I wanted to start with Raven Lane.
1: Yes.
0: Um, are you, how familiar with Raven Lane are you? I would say very, according to the
1: reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I love her.
0: I this Sticky is
1: my jam. I was I just tweeted the song out last week.
0: Have you seen the video for it? I have. The it's video very
1: was... Donna Summer, which I yes. love. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, the hair, the the styling, the vibes. She's so cool.
0: Uh, so, Raven Linnae, I first heard of her, I don't remember if it was on a Chance the Rapper Project, but like somewhere in that camp. Like, mm. she was on something or with somebody and I heard of her. But uh, she's an R&B singer and songwriter from Chicago, so I think that is why it was Chance. And
1: touring with SZA.
0: And tour with SZA, yeah. Ooh. So, she's a member of the Zero Fatigue uh, crew, whatever that means. But They don't
2: she... wear camouflage pants.
1: <laughs> oh my God. And her project, the the EP is called Crush. And I believe it's all produced by Steve Lacey. Oh, he did the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. That's he's on like it every track. Being cool. It's so good.
0: Yeah. But uh you're right. She toured on uh with SZA and No Name, who's also somebody else that I talk Chicago, about on yeah. the control tour. Yeah, their their whole little like set is cool. I think I could spend some time in Chicago. I've always but wanted we'll to live there, there for so. a little bit
3: friends on okay. live.com baby. it's a
1: cleaner version of new york to me that's how I
0: yes, beat chicago yes with they, better food i think they, they call it the second city mm-hmm. so maybe second to nyc maybe i need to spend some time out there but uh yes as you said um i'm reading some of raven lanae's uh wikipedia some of the associated acts as we said were scissor no name and steve lacy who did the whole project and also smino who somebody i said i want to hear oh, more yeah. from this year so Look out for Raven Lene. The name of the project, like Fran said, is called Crush. It's the EP. It's only five tracks. Super, super dope. I put a couple of those tracks on the playlist pledge for this month. Um, And reminding me of Gold Link, uh, I wanted to highlight Brent Fias. Is that how you say his last name? Oh,
1: yeah. Didn't he release a a new single?
0: Yeah, it's called Make Love. Yeah. And for a second, I thought that it was like a continuance. He dropped a project earlier, or earlier late last year, mid last year, called Saunderson, and the project had the same uh, cover, so I thought, I don't know if it's like a bonus track from that or just another single he's dropping, but check out Brent Fia- um, He's That's his name for his single, but he's also part of uh, a collective, if you will. I think it's like him and a producer and whatever else, and they make the group Sonder, and they do like really vibey uh, R&B music as Can well. Can you
1: spell his last name for people?
0: Yes, so it's Brent, and I keep saying Fayaz, which is probably incorrect, but it's F-A-I- Y-A-Z. Um, the new single is called Make Love, but uh, his last project, it was called Saunderson, S-O-N-D-E-R, and then S-O-N, which is two words. Um, check out the project. There were some good-ass songs on there, too. Uh, Gold Over Love. And the reason I said Gold Link, because he's on that song, Crew.
1: <coughs> yeah, he sings the hook.
0: Yeah, him and... So um, you
1: already know him just from that record. Yes. that record was huge. That's
0: him singing. And the rapper Shy Glizzy also dropped something recently that I will get into it's on the playlist. Uh, but before I get into that, I also want to give a, f- a shout-out to Tinashe. She dropped another song, Faded Love. Uh, I like Shout it uh, featuring Future Faded Love it kind of gives me a vibe that reminds me of like what she was doing um with the project that she last dropped Night Ride which was like a mixtape slash project any, uh, album anyway but um we're still waiting on because I just said Night Ride, I was about to say Fantasy Ride. We're still waiting on Joy Ride, which I hope does not end up like Fantasy Ride and just keep getting pushed back forever. But um, it's Aquarius season, so I just got finished listening to Tanache's first project, Aquarius. So whenever I hear new music from her, I'm excited and happy. But I uh, love this song. Uh, definitely love the visual from the last one, except for the wig. That was the only problem that I had with the last video. Outside of that, it was a good song. Uh, Offset had a cool last verse on it. But wasn't my favorite. wasn't the best. But I'm digging this, and I will get the project. Speaking of projects that you should cop, <clears throat> uh, I wanted to talk about Ray Louise for a second. Um, now I talk about a lot of people on here, but I don't talk about like labels and anything like that because I think some people are bored by that or they just don't care. But uh, Ray Louise, she's part of a collective called Dream Loud out of Atlanta. Um, it's independent. She's independent. Um, the whole project, it pretty much, you know, it wasn't paid for outside of like the engineers and producers. All of her money went into it, and I think she's only twenty two, mm, um, baby. Ray, right. So Ray Louise is spelled. Um, I'm showing two words here. It's R E with the accent on top, and then the second word is Louise, but with an X for the O. So L X U I S E. The project is called Nostalgia 1990 X. Um, Ten tracks, original music. No popular features, so you'll really get a concept of who she is. She's not trying to sell you with the name. I always like when people that are independent don't feel like they have to, like, oh, I got to get this type of feature for my project to sound like something for someone to listen to it. There are people like me that know when you have talent, I will just listen to your project. Just because. Just because. Um, on the last last month's playlist pledge, I dropped her song, um, Only If You're Ready, which is O-I-Y-R. So it will not be on this month's, but when I dropped it last month, it was only on Apple Music, not on Spotify. So go back and check that track out. It's um, her singing her ass off. Then it's like big band. Then the track just starts to go really, really crazy. Um, outside of that, I just wanted to really highlight some people on the Playlist Pledge for the people that don't get the time to listen to the Playlist Pledge. The last person I want to shout out, and then we can get into the listens lately for real. I want to shout out Victoria Monet. Um, Victoria Monet put out a single last year called Ready. Um, she's worked with... She was on, like, one of T.I.'s uh, albums as, like, a singer. She's toured with, like, Ariana Grande. She's done a whole lot. And I believe she is... Wow. I don't know how old she is. Oh, she was born in 93, so she is really young. Um, She's
2: dope, though. And so is Ray Louise, by the way. Yes.
0: And and (laughs) Ray Louise is actually um, from Detroit, but they're out of Atlanta. And I feel like Victoria Monet is out of Atlanta, too. Or... She's from Georgia, but like out of L.A. probably, but maybe still in Atlanta now. Who knows? Because she's working with TI and all these people. But uh, just people that I want you all to to talk about. So Victoria Monet dropped a single called Freak, and her project comes out later on this month. And that's all I want to talk about separately. And we can get into everybody else's (laughs) listens lately.
1: Well, the Lion Babe record I was saying, I just discovered that I added to my treadmill playlist.
3: Hey, It's
1: called Hit the Ceiling. But, and it says, I don't know if it's Zicomo or Zicomo with Lion Babe. It's the Zacomo remix, but I also have the Kenny Dope remix. So it's two different remixes that you'll see on Spotify, and the song is called Hit the Ceiling. And they are, whew, but it's very transcendental. You know, it's like if you are in that mood where you kind of want to, if whether you're like smoking, drinking, or just meditating, relaxing, just whenever you need to zone out. It's a perfect zone out record. You know how them tech songs be like eight minutes long Mm, and it's just a lot of bass and percussion. Oh, it's just so good. It's very good. And I love it. It's it helps me like get into a a good headspace this week. So I would suggest that you guys check that out.
2: I like Lion Babe anyway. Yeah. And her shows I like Vanessa Williams daughter.
1: Yeah, she's dope. What about you, Dustin?
2: Um, I've basically just been listening to New Orleans bounce versions of everything. (laughs) Fell down a rabbit hole on Apple Apple Music the other day. Oh, friend!
1: Forgot if you go on Apple
2: Music, right? And you look up New Orleans Bounce Radio. There's literally a think like um, smooth grooves, or like uh, you remember them CD collections where it's like mm-hmm. Volume One, Volume Two, <laughs> Volume Three. The yeah. So they now have a, it's I a whole music. series called New Orleans Bounce Radio, what? and then it's another guy named B Ford that has a whole bunch of albums um, of New Orleans bounce music, and all of this stuff is on Apple Music. So uh, yeah, B Ford, is, uh, B Ford's albums are called Bounce City Volume, and then whatever volume it is. Is. So, mm. volume one, two, three, four, five. They go on and on. But those what New Orleans Bounce Radio want? five, <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans Bounce Radio, and the B ford And I'll send you links. But New Orleans Bounce Radio and the B four albums.
0: Dope,
2: yeah. amen. That's it,
0: it. Well, in the spirit of bounce, I also want to just shout out very quickly on Twitter at Get Out the Box and at Kayla in Progress. Oh, um, I'm
1: familiar with both of them. They
0: both tweeted us to let us know that Spotify. Uh, They spotlighted Frida. The Sound of Bounce is a playlist on Spotify Uh, that Big Frida got to curate. (laughs) That's going to
1: be me on the treadmill. Ask everywhere. Ask everywhere.
0: Hey. (laughs) So if you want to find that playlist, it's uh, Spotify's link, which is spotty with an I dot F-I slash Sound of Bounce. If you have Spotify, just search for Big Frida and the playlist will come up or Sound of Bounce and the playlist should come up. That is really it. Oh, let me just quickly (laughs) shout out a couple of people. Um Mariba is one more person I want to shout out. Mary Mariba, but now shout she's just Mariba.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um Black Truck is a single that she dropped and it is And it
1: is good. Oh, man, I
0: don't even got to talk. I lo- you just finished my sentences. <laughs> it's just the shit. It like
3: is good. It's like a
0: nice dope vibe and Ooh. I, I don't know. I have a special relationship with black trucks anyway. And when people make songs about them, like Kalina many years ago dropped that she mixtape. Did. And she had this song called Matt Black Truck. Yes. And that was the shit. So now Mariba's Black Truck is out. And this is the shit. So I have to shout that out. um I also want to shout out on the visuals end because I do still watch music videos from time to time. I may have talked about this young lady last week. I don't remember. I get so high. Um, Diamond White. I don't know if I shouted her out. But Diamond White so. has a song called Cleo Patron, and the song is a it's like a R&B pop. And I've been really, really feeling pop lately. I was talking about Madison Beer. I actually just downloaded Justine Skye's project. Um, but Clear Patron is the song by Cleo Patron is a song by Diamond White. And in the video, because she's a beautiful brown girl, she's got like her, and it's like two or three, or it's like three or four of the girls, and some of them are brown as hell, and they all are out like. Look, looking good as fuck and I just thought that that was super super dope and it was a dope visual and I really like the fucking song um, it's called Cleopatron Drunk On Me he think he, he think I miss Barbie but I'm not because I'm Cleopatra and then she's saying he drunk on me and she's singing her fucking ass off like I just love when someone can just sing and go off so I want to shout them out and last but not least Bum Bum Tom Tom is a song that I've been listening
3: to <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I know some of y'all are like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> so if y'all aren't into like, I I, don't, I feel bad. I don't even want to. It's like Brazilian baie funk, if you will. I love Brazilian music. So you're going to love this. I have this. a story about this. It's I'll tell funky. y'all later, though. You're going to love this because it's funk, It's a funky-ass track and it goes the fuck off. But it has MC Fioti, um, J Balvin, which a lot of you people should be Yo, familiar Yo, let me with. tell
1: you, because I lived in Brazil in 2000. Three to 2004. And I remember in the clubs in Brazil, they call it Funky. <sighs> Woo! That, you know, I'm actually really sad because I had um so much music from, like, the favelas. Like, the actual dudes from the block, like, gave yes. me hella mm. CDs. But it was fucking CDs. And shit are, like, oh, dead damn. now. Yeah, I've tried to... They didn't make it from two thousand three, but <laughs> it was so much music. So hearing it um, be infused, Pharrell did a couple of things with funky music um, years ago, even um, with Khalees, like Milkshake, oh God, and like yes. a lot of those records. They kind of played around with that sound or like borrowed you know from what? it. You're right. Yeah, now it's is. funky. It's what Brazilian. The hell? Mm-hmm. It's just people weren't aware, but now, now when I heard the J Balvin when you were playing it, I'm like, dude, that's Brazilian.
3: Yep. That's and cool I'm in love. As hell. It makes me it's want to go. one of my
1: favorite genres of music. You guys have to look it up. There are a lot of records on YouTube, too. You can just write Funky or Baile, baile Funk. Yes. Brazil.
0: And if you need to find it, it's B A L B A I L E Funk. Yeah. So that's it. Um, <coughs> this track is a five-way collaboration with American Artist Future, Colombian J Balvin, Brit Stefan Don, and mm-hmm. Spaniard Juan Magan becoming his biggest single to date.
3: It's a so, record So
0: Stefan Don right. Who actually we talked about a couple of for a couple weeks straight? I feel like she actually dropped her song "Hurtin' Me," or which the, I
2: love. I talked about that last week,
0: and then the remix came out with the uh, French, which is was, well. That's
2: what I was talking about last
0: week, right? And that's what I, I was talking about the same thing the week before. We talked about it a couple weeks in a row, so now here we are again talking about her ass, but uh, on again this, for the third. But now this time she's rapping a on this testament. track. So on this track she's rapping. You don't get to hear her sing and be the bomb bad bitch singing that she is. You could hear be the bomb rap bitch that she is on here with that
1: caribbean accent she's so dumb. i love it i want to hear this song it's i love good. it
0: and then um yeah i just have nothing bad that i'm listening to right now rich the kid drop plug walk i can't stop listening to that um but a lot of these songs are going to be on the playlist for the playlist pledge this month so check it out tell me what you like tell me what you love tell me what you play for valentine's day tell me what you're not and that is it for the music man section let's go on over to tv land
2: that's that. Mr.
1: TV Lane. Hey,
2: thank you for that musical <laughs> interlude. Uh the Real Housewives of Atlanta.
1: <laughs>
0: Previously on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, <laughs>
2: they spent the week uh preparing for their cash trip to Barcelona. Of course, it was the typical typical shenanigans of who's in, who's out, who's going, who's not. Um Kim Zolciak did not go. She didn't attend. Um, She demanded to bring her husband, Croy, who literally drops her off (laughs) to set and sits in the car while she's drinking or whatever... You know her Uber driver. That like literally, so that's what Nene called him, uh-huh. her Uber driver. No, uh, and so because she couldn't bring Corey, she just kind of elected not to go.
1: Why don't they always go on these trips?
2: And they know they can't stand each other. It's part of the contract. And yep. the thing is, fighting we get with it.
1: beautiful backdrops
2: like Barcelona, but which there's gonna be a really good fight there. I, I don't know if it's next week or the week after, but Marlo and Portia have an incident in Barcelona, and I'm looking forward to that. But uh, <laughs> okay, but um. This week, they spent time preparing for the cast trip. Mama Joyce had to sit down with Portia Williams, which was very awkward to me because for someone who has been so definitive in her opinions and in her her outcries for respect and demanding that people are um, kind to her on a certain level, uh, she was very cruel to Todd. Now, after Todd, Candy's husband, died, we saw—excuse me, not after Todd died. After, I was like— After Todd's mom passed away, we saw Mama like, Joyce, oh, like, change her way, whoo. right? I know, we ain't putting that on Todd. No, not at so, all. So after Mama Joyce—we saw Mama Joyce change the way that she embraced him. Yes. She, she was much more, like—she was nice, hell, to was, him at that point. Right. You know, and then the, the Ace came along, the, one of the cutest kids oh. in the world. She like, finally got with name. the program. So after the whole lesbian-gay rumor last year, she sits down with Portia this year and starts talking about Todd. She sits down with Portia and she asks her, like, did you really believe that shit that Phaedra told you? That Candy and him about drugging you, did you really think they was going to do that? And she sent out a bunch of passive-aggressive digs. And then she starts saying how she told Phaedra she wanted to choke her because she hooked Candy up with the help. And that candy turned, to, and so F- Portia responds by saying, "Oh, it worked out. They got married." Mama Joyce sat on TV and said, "Yeah, candy turned a lemon into lemonade." She mm-hmm. did
1: not. What?
2: And I get <laughs> it. Like I know you don't so watch the show, spray
1: You don't know Mama
0: Joyce now. They she showed just... the clip before of, of like her her sizzle reel of her like going off she Throwing was like,
2: shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my th- god! Threatening voicemails,
0: so talking about she would drag Carmen down the damn
2: driveway. This, for me, was a little bit different from her typical antics, though, because she had come so far with her relationship with Todd. And I guess because the the change was immediately evident after the passing of his mom, I I had sort of an emotional attachment to their newfound close relationship. I loved the fact that she from what we saw on the show, kind of stood in the gap a little bit. I don't know. I have a soft spot for stuff like that, and so I love the fact that she had assumed that role as evil as she had proven herself to be before. So for her to regress and say those things in conversation with Portia, Flatline Williams of all people, I just couldn't believe. And I'm
0: flatlined.
2: You know, I couldn't believe that she did that. So that was interesting to see. Marlo got drunk and was burping at the dinner table. That shit was funny. It was funny, but not it was know also that she like, was... damn, Marlo, like that's nasty. You know what I'm saying? But I, you know what? Okay? <laughs> she was. I guess she she was, was, drunk, was drunk. She it was, 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 it was, was a drunk burp. Like, like they, yeah. Know. But it was like, a, <laughs> like a. What's funny was she blamed it on Cynthia. <laughs> like. After she like did cutely. It, she, she was like, That was you. Cynthia <laughs> was like, Marlo, she's like, Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia, that was you. It was funny. It was. But um, you know, <sighs> other than that, it's just good to see the ladies, you know, getting along for the most part with the exception of Portia. Portia should have known this was gonna be a difficult season for her, coming off the heels of what she willfully participated in last season. So there was some things that she was just gonna there was some storms she was just gonna have to weather. And, um, you know, to see that happen has been great. But I'm really looking forward to the Cash Trip episodes in Barcelona. Mm. Um, I'm very upset that Married to Medicine did not come on this week. I'm also upset that Love and Hip Hop New York, although I'm tired, it did not come on this week. There was a special instead about the love in Love and Hip Hop. Which they could keep. Well, which they would have to find first in order to keep. And so watching this special about these relationships on the show that have completely broken it just was something to see so television was a little short this week uh because there were other things on <laughs> but yeah and we're going to move on because we have to go. <laughs> can I just talk about one thing really fast? Well, I'm gonna talk about two more if you're going to talk about one. I was trying to cut the shit short so we can get out of here.
0: Well, it's not TV really. It's like TV adjacent. Yes. I was spending my time, unfortunately, not standing with Monique and watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Altered Carbon. I had to check it out. Somebody told me about that. I,
1: I keep seeing the... um
2: The guy it? in the zip. Yes.
0: yes. Um, on
1: the splash page.
0: I just want to say, Netflix, y'all are doing some bullshit. You know, with Monique, what they was talking about with the comedians and whatnot. That show. No, I just want to. I do want to be very clear. Like that is fucked up that they have done that to Monique and Wanda Sykes and black people in general. Fuck y'all for doing that. But y'all have stepped up y'all's content. Which is one thing that was complained about for a very, very long time. And I feel like they have these surges and these waves where they do like be like, all right, we'll give y'all some good content. Like when we started seeing Black Mirror and uh, Grace and Frankie, like all these shows, it was like, okay, y'all are putting money up and y'all are giving us good quality stuff. So Altered Carbon was a a show that I watched, and it was really, really fucking good. I just want to give a really quick shout-out to Renee Elise Goldsberry. Um, I always talk about how we don't see a lot of these black women um, Renee Elise Goldsberry, she was on. She, I think, lastly was on uh, Broadway, Hamilton. But she's actress has worked for a very long time. She did the fuck out of that I, on her as what her character. What it is about? It's a lot.
1: It's sci-fi. It's, it's sci-fi okay. as fuck, oh, and it, but it's, it's good? a lot. It's
0: good. I watched. It's ten episodes, like a uh, forty-five to an hour each, like somewhere in that window. But they're good, and I watched the whole series. Dustin, let's
1: binge this it. It's getting
2: really good reviews. Are we going to start let's watching binge it?
1: it. And then, you swear. Have to, and then you have to tell us about it. Okay,
2: Benji. deal. It's good. It's
1: good. It's <laughs> we can talk about it next. What week. am I into? Hey.
2: Because now I'm gonna have nightmares and on. shit. Y'all know no, that's No, it's, it's not. It's sci-fi, but it's not and then like
1: throwing black.
2: Y'all to make. Me, I was trying to say. I <laughs> was trying to make me watch Boogers on the Mirror or whatever it's called. <laughs> have you
0: seen? It's more along the lines of like Minority Report and iRobot and like stuff like that, like futuristic like action. What is, you yeah, post a cop, right? Post
1: apocalyptic. I was gonna help you, friend.
2: It some cops in it, so it's apocalyptic. It is post-apocalyptic. <laughs> when that happens to me, I just say what comes naturally, so I would have just said post office because <laughs> it just would have came it's like you know, I can't say
1: post-apocalyptic. Say that three times.
0: So, for all the nerds out there that watched, um, oh, she was in the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks. If anybody watched, okay. that, I definitely along, did, along with Oprah, but altered carbon. You did that, Black Woman. I I just love when I could see somebody just doing some shit. And like her role wasn't even the biggest, but she was fucking her role up because it's a lot of different moving parts that happen in the series. Yeah. But I just really enjoyed her character. Well, I'm going to try to find a way
1: to watch it. Oh. I forgot that Netflix lets you download episodes now. I could watch that on my flight.
2: For some, oh, well, yep, yeah, you sure can because that's the Netflix program. I was you sure for... can. There we go. And to tie this all the way together, speaking about shows that are based on futuristic or sci fi things. I don't trust it. And he that are coming face. from Netflix, I'm telling you, and that are coming Damn, from friend, Netflix. You already know. That are coming from <laughs> Netflix, I would like to redeem. The respect of my co hosts by legitimately saying, okay, that okay. There's a new show coming called The Umbrella Academy, starring none other than my favorite, Mary J. Blige. As he was, I was I'm pleasantly surprised. Wow. Blige is set to play a hit woman named Cha Cha, a ruthless and unorthodox hit woman. I love it who already. Who travels through time to kill assigned targets.
1: Ooh. Yes.
2: Um, The show is a ten episode live action show debuting in twenty eighteen, starring Ellen Page, Tom okay. Hopper, Emmy Raver Lampman, uh, and Mary J. Blige. So shout out to my girl. Shout girl. Out and, out and to y'all, you. It's Mary J. Blige. Work, Mary J. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, and that's it for TV.
1: That's it. So now let's jump into what you guys want to talk to us about. I'm asking for a friend. What you got for us, Asante?
0: Let me just say, I thought it was funny as hell earlier. I did Instagram Live before we recorded, and I sent the email for the zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com, like I just said it. And <laughs> someone instantly in the chat said, you know they're going to ask for it. <laughs> so I'm glad it's that... It's
1: part of the thing. I'm it's glad that it. everybody knows
0: what time it is. So when I say it, you can laugh as I say it and still email me and ask me where to send questions. <laughs> but that's okay. So for the last time, <laughs> the email is the friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Don't email me the question about where to send the emails. With that said, I have an update. And the update is from a pussy popper trying to have a clear mental.
1: All right now.
0: Now this was the young woman I I've assumed uh, she had the, the guy she was hooking up with and then he got another girlfriend and then she started hooking up with him again mm-hmm. and go, and you remember you know what I'm talking about <sighs> Hey guys. Thank you for your answers. I feel like you guys sat on my bed and held my hand and just talked to me. I cried laughing, but long story short, I cut him off. I ghosted him, then saw him at an event, hit him with a head nod, and kept it pushing. (laughs) Later, he pulled up at my apartment. (laughs) Look, I was like, okay, hit him with the head nod, sis. (laughs) Later, he pulled up. What did she
2: mean?
1: No. No. Dustin.
2: Well, I don't know. You know the nature of the relationships. I just want to be clear.
1: No, okay. I'm scared to read the rest of the going. email. No. I'm sorry.
0: Later, he pulled up at my apartment, looking like Chris Brown stalking Carucci. and <laughs> and then she put up a picture of.
1: Oh, I I <laughs> that's go with... him. No.
0: That... That's Chris Brown and Carucci. Oh. He thought she took a picture. Of oh Jesus. If she would have sent in the picture of his ass sitting like, out there. She I sent a deck. I... Yeah, like. <laughs> you know they love a receipt. <laughs> anyway, he asked me where I'd been and why he hadn't heard from me. I simply told him I was done with this shit and I'm moving on and for him to go on with Shody Girl. I was told I was being dramatic. Of course my heart hurts about it, but all in all, I feel like I'm gonna be stronger and happy. Now it's just a matter of getting through it. Thanks so much. Love you See, you knew how to get your mental clear. You just didn't want to do it. So now that we put the batter in your back and you've done it, baby girl, you're going to be more than all right. Oh. Now with the actual email, um, I didn't have the chance to change this person's uh, name. So we'll just say that this is Dylan. <laughs> Hi, friends. I have a bit of a dilemma. So I'm going to cut right to the chase. Thanks, Dylan. When I was a senior in high school, my mom and I got into a huge fight, which resulted in me being put out over something that I think stemmed from me telling her I was gay. She seemed super standoffish after I told her, and anything that I said to her just seemed to either piss her off or embarrass her. For instance, my school was having an assembly spotlighting black female artists, and at the time, single ladies was huge. So I helped with the choreography for the performance. (laughs) She walked into my room while I was practicing steps and just shook her head in disappointment and asked me if I was serious, and said I needed to calm down. Wow. Fast forward to current times. I'm 28. I've obtained two degrees without her help, and just figured out life on my own. Go ahead. I've been out her house since high school, and I never once moved back or attempted to move back. Boom and boom and boom. That's what you do, Dylan. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But she caused a huge strain on my my previous relationship because she needed to stay with me. I, oh,
1: wow. <laughs> funny, hide the table. Oh <laughs> Turn
0: Anyway. Um, you I are was, a good one. I was in that relationship for almost seven years. And now that I'm single, I just need some time and space to myself. I finally moved into a house completely alone. But right before I started to move my things into my house, my mom basically guilted me into letting her stay with me. Mm.
2: Again. Mm. <laughs> What'd she say? I remember I saw you in that room, nigga,
0: doing the damn single <laughs> yeah. ladies. I was watching you put, Don't telling him to I put I a ring on it. I never gonna forget.
2: I saw you in that room dancing, nigga. <laughs> Let me move in. Is that the Miles <laughs> <Yeah>. Davis
3: voice?
1: <laughs> Don't forget, you nigga. I seen
2: you dancing. Give me a horn, I blow it. I seen you dancing. I'm Don't a jazz give singer. a
1: no horn and I blow it.
0: That's how she got on the movie. Our relationship has changed a bit since high school.
1: Dylan, we're not saying your mom is Miles Davis. No,
2: not by any means. (laughs) This is the love episode. Y'all, this is agape love in this case. This is, we are not saying that. But what your mama said was.
0: Our relationship has changed a bit since high school, but I still just need the time and space to myself. Yes. Everything she does throughout my house bothers me. She's not the cleanest person, especially since I like things a certain way. But in my home, that's my prerogative.
1: Oh, this is tough.
0: The real kicker is that she's not only invading my space, but my younger brother is a part of this weird package deal.
1: Oh, my. He's
0: 20, and all he wants to do is smoke weed, play video games, and lay around. This has been going on since August, and I'm officially at the point where I can't take it anymore. I attempted to move and just give them the house a number of times. But life keeps bringing me back to back home. Don't tell, don't give away your location now. <laughs> so I told them that they have until March first oh, to shit. find a place, or they are homeless, or there are homeless shelters that would love to oh, have them.
1: No, guys.
0: My oldest brother called me and told me that I can't give up on them. But I haven't had a chance to live my life at all. And now that I'm out of, now that I'm out of my dead end, abusive relationship, I just want to relax and breathe for a bit. Burn my sage, light my incense, and just collect my thoughts and think about my goals. Amen. I just want to know: am I gonna do the, <laughs> am I doing the right thing by telling them that they just need to go, or am I just being selfish about the whole situation? Should I just wait until they're ready to go, or is actually taking a stance and fighting for what I've earned the right thing to do? Oh, they, you said I could call you Kay, but I called you Dylan. So what should Kay Dylan do, y'all? Oh
1: man, this is such she planning a awesome. party
2: for March second. <laughs> That's what Kid Dylan should do. I feel like you've done more than enough. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with helping your family. You know what I'm saying? It's something that feels natural for you. But you can't help anybody that's not ready for the help. And it's not anything against what they're doing or the way that they're living. But the kind of help that he's trying to offer them, they're not even open to receiving it. Mm -hmm. Because they don't even care about nothing, really. You know what I mean? So you can't, unfortunately, like you can't only help someone who is able and available to be willing to receive it and do the work that they have to do to sustain the help. So if they're not doing that, then you don't have feelings of guilt or accountability attached to them leaving. Put them out the same way she put you out, and on March 1st when they're leaving, play Single Ladies.
0: And do the dance.
1: Oh no! <laughs> and do get up, the get no. up in the morning,
2: sliding across the floor, <laughs> oh doing single leg. <laughs> make make them breakfast and do the dance at the same damn. Remember time. the part when Beyonce I'm and them playing run playing up no. the wall. The part when they <laughs> run up the wall, walk, jump on their beds in the morning. <laughs> on that part of the choreography, you run up on their beds. That's how you wake them up. I doing thought that. you was
0: gonna say run up the wall and sh- and run and
2: shut the door on their ass. <laughs> mm.
1: This is
2: terrible. No, but <laughs> these are jokes. I, I just, but like, Ooh. but I don't, to answer your question, I don't think you should feel bad. Unfortunately, this is the reality and um, you've been, you've extended yourself far beyond what is logical. So
0: yes, I
2: know that it's, it's no way that you feel like you can put your mom and them out. I, I would make sure that they had something else available, but March 1st would be a hard deadline.
1: Oh, this is terrible. It is. It just is. Because, and this is me growing with my own issues with boundaries, so that's why I can (laughs) see both sides. The part of me that has clear boundaries feels that you should not feel bad because you are an adult, your mom is an adult, your brother is an adult, and everyone has the right to have their own space, pay their own bills. You know, like you are an adult she should be able to figure out a situation that isn't dependent on you because it's just not your obligation at this point. So I get that. I get that. And who knows how long she's going to do this if you keep, you know, if you allow it. They'll just live with you forever. But then there's a part of me that's like, okay, so you tell them to leave. What do you say, March first?
0: The first, it's the first of the month. <sighs> There's a part in
1: my heart that's like, where are they gonna go?
0: Yes,
2: and
1: that's that is what makes me kind of ache. But that's honestly not your problem. It's just not.
2: It's not. I would do everything in my power to have something set up for them, and that's right. just me keeping it real. And I, I agree. Would do everything.
1: That's why I'm like, for me, I'm I cannot put someone out like that I would have to be like here are your options and maybe mm-hmm. give them like you know if I can financially maybe give them a little bit of money that'll help them kind of like hold themselves down until they figure something out if I can I'll do that
3: they,
2: but for <sighs> I me know. I guess it's a
1: tough one because it's a mom
2: but she put him out right Because she didn't like his lifestyle. And what happened was she watched him end up living a really good life, a good respectable life, Mm -hmm. according to the things that meant something to her, like how he was living, finishing his education, all that stuff. And now he's so good, you know what I mean, that you're willing to let him take the lead as the head of your own household, your kid. So the same one you put out for, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-oh, in in the Uh. bedroom, (laughs) now you're up in his house. And you nasty on top of that. And then on top of that, see, for me, this isn't just a situation of him putting his mom and his brother out. They're not doing nothing.
1: That's the thing, right. too. Like, Lying is it smoking. that she doesn't want to work? Is it that she can't? That's is she that, injured? Yeah. Is it an illness? Like, these are factors that I would take into account. If it's just someone being lazy so that, like, they get to chill and I get to work and pay, that's not happening. If you're injured and can't work or not no longer able-bodied, that's a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It would be dependent because if my mom and brother just chill in the living room when I come home, no, I would feel nothing. Telling them it's March first because yeah, now you're just
2: using. Yeah,
1: you're being parasitic. I'm cool. I'm cool off that. So I would have to Mm -hmm. know the factors. something's like, March 1st it is.
0: <laughs> you know what? But in the in the nicest, sweetest of ways, right? Um, Dylan, Kay, Dylan, this one's for you. I'm going to assume you a badass boss and you got it like that because you said you have tried to give them this house several times right. or a house several times. So I'm going to challenge you in your niceness to say, no, you haven't. Because if you really want to give them this house, move out. And leave them there, and I think that if, like, and I'm just saying, if you got it like that, you know, if you ain't got it like that, and this is why you need to make the decision, I understand, but if you're trying to give them this house still, I think you should move out, and you can hit them with the, you know what, I can pay for this for about one or two more months, but my next spot is way smaller, y'all can't stay with me. And that way, y'all don't have to move right now, but I need to move right now. Like, I need my space right now. And I don't think that you understand the gravity of that, and that's why I have moved my ass out, but I'm giving you a month or two or whatever to get your shit together so you can either start paying for this house and stay in it or move. I just can't do it no more. I love you. I love my brother. You should make him get a job so he can take care of it. You ain't put him out. Maybe you need to put him out so you can make him, you know, pay for all your stuff like you put me out. No. no, don't 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 throw salt in your brother' game. Like that. <laughs> I hate a salty sibling, but you know some people do it.
2: Let us know how it work out. Yes, yeah, right. so
0: please write in, and don't don't curse your mama out and send us a video of you doing that because that's mean.
1: Oh no, don't I give just... them ideas, Asante. That was mad specific. <laughs> And don't make a video, a her out, <laughs> no, and send it to me at Asante. You don't check email. the email. You don't <laughs> check the email <laughs> in
2: four format. You would,
0: look, you don't know the pictures and videos that people email in. Like I'd be like, why did you send this? So oh, that's why, is that right? Yes, we do remember that one set of pictures oh. we
1: seen. <laughs> Wait. And the fact that you emailed them back. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember oh, that? Man.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why would you tell us that? Like,
1: you... He was so mad. He I couldn't believe that the they sent us that.
2: I could not believe that.
1: I've ah. never seen you react that way. That was so funny. He was like, give me the phone. I believe <laughs> that.
0: Dylan K, let us know what's up. Woo! Uh, for those of you at the end of this segment, the email is friends on the loudspeakersnetwork.com. Can't say I didn't help you. That's it for this segment again. Moving on to the Black Business of the Week.
1: So this week's black business is called the Not Okay App. When you can't think of the right words, the Not Okay App takes the guesswork out of getting the help and support you need through immediate support from your friends, family, or peer network. You simply open the app, you tap the Not Okay button, and a text message along with your current GPS location will be sent to your pre-selected contacts.
0: Hey! S- right? Squat!
1: So the Not Okay app makes reaching out for help a lot easier, especially tying into the conversation we had earlier about those of us who may struggle with saying we need help or communicating or opening up about the fact that things are not okay right now, The most amazing part of this app that it was created by 15-year-old Hannah. Right? And her brother, 13-year-old Charlie Lucas. Come on! Apparently, the idea for the Not Okay app came from Hannah who told her mom she wished there was an app she could use to quickly alert her family and friends when she needed help, either physically or emotionally. Her brother, Charlie, heard his sister's idea and using his coding skills, okay, wow. mind you, he's 13, right. Come on. that he learned in summer camp, he designed wow. the app for her.
2: 13 years old. This
1: goes back into the ecosystem we were just talking okay. about. He heard her say, designed it for her. He said, I helped illustrate it out. Um, no, Hannah said, I helped illustrate it out so he would know what to do. He looked at my drawings and coded it and then told the other coders exactly what I wanted and how I wanted it to look. Charlie said his motivation for building the app came from watching his sister spiral into depression. I saw Hannah depressed. She told me about her idea, and I started wireframing it. Making Aww. this app made her feel better, and that made me feel better. Aww. So dope. So, it's doing yeah, it's doing amazingly well. She's actually been working with developers from Skype, um, over Skype, to see the idea turn into reality. So, if you guys need help... Please check out the Not OK app. Not only to support Hannah and Charlie, but I think it's a good app to have in your arsenal when you know that you're someone who struggles with communicating of when you need help. Now I love this. you can yes. have your pre-selected contacts, and when those days get a little bit harder, send them that GPS location so they can come over and make sure you're okay.
2: Send the Not OK
1: the app. Location. Shout out to Hannah and Charlie, and that's it for this week's back business of the week.
2: I
0: love that. I wonder if uh, Shay used that. When she was waiting for Dawn to pull up at the parking lot, she was like, I'm not okay. I need backup.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: she showed up. I
1: don't even know what you're talking about, but I can But can't. you can see it. <laughs>
2: you see it being used.
1: Oh, gosh. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out no, of here? No, I
2: don't. <laughs> Only that we can't wait to see you at the Friends on Live. Yes. Atlanta, March 31st, Chicago, May 12th, and L.A., June 16th. Tickets on sale now at thefriendzonelive.com. Yes. how about the a player.
1: Ah, Yeah. What about you, Asante?
2: Nope. I will
0: all the same things in Dustin and then more next week.
1: Um for me, like I said, my second image out of three for Target will be dropping this week. Show it love. It's super cute. Show it love. Um what else? Oh, I'll be in LA next week for create and cultivate. Hopefully you got your tickets. It's an amazing conference for women in business. So I'll be in LA. All of next week. And also just holler at me if you see me in the street. Hey. You know I love LA and it's actually warm and sunny. Yes. And I'm just like, woo, so yes. ready.
2: Your body is going to be like a sponge as soon oh as you step into that my, Like I'm probably
1: just going to stand outside Girl. at the airport for like an hour. Ed
2: with your arms up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Friend. <laughs> like you,
2: I, yeah. I know you
0: don't smoke, but can you buy some weed? Like, I'm going to give you some money, buy some weed, and give it to, and, like, a homeless and, person or something. Uh, what? Just because you were in LA, it's like, I feel like you have to buy weed. Like,
1: <laughs> Not give it to a homeless person. Well, you know, someone can
2: don't use Don't do it. that. <laughs> uh, we, can, we can get the USPS.
1: <laughs> Friend ain't no mule now. I can't ask her to do that. So that's it for this week's episode. Hopefully you found a gem somewhere in there, a laugh yes. somewhere in there. As always, we love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye.
0: Happy Black History Month. Bye. Hear ye, hear ye. The two dopest queens to ever queen are coming to HBO. So gather around the TV and prepare thyself for the comedy coronation of a lifetime. Watch as Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson, a.k.a. Two Dope Queens, bring their hit comedy podcast to HBO in a series of four comedy specials starting Friday, February 2nd. Filmed in front of a live audience at the King's Theater in Brooklyn and directed by Tig Notaro, You won't want to miss this, or you'll literally regret it for the rest of your life. Two Dope Queens, weekly on HBO every Friday in February. Happy Black History Month.
2: Everybody in your crew
0: identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.